<laughs> careful, Dennis. That's a piece of shit, Arnie. When I mean, she could be fixed up, she could. Yeah, well, she could be really tough. Forget it, Arnie. This baby's got 93,000 miles on it. Probably 193. I don't care. Bet it won't even start. She'll start. You need these. How much do you want for? I mean, whatever it is, it's not enough. Jesus, Arnie. Sonny, you ever owned a car before? Yeah, he owns a Mustang. No. I just got my license. Name's George Lubey. Honey Cunningham. What are you asking? Start her up. Really? Her name's Christine. I like that. Come on, Arnie. We gotta get going, huh? My asshole brother brought her back in September, 57. That's when you got your new model year in September. Brand new she was. She had the smell of a brand new car. That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for pussy. When he got her, she had six miles on the odometer. Goddamn rolling went through hell and back with Christine. Your brother loves this car so much. Why is he selling it? Because he's stone cold dead, that's why. Died six weeks ago. So, Mr. LeBay, how much do you want for it? Welcome to this bonus episode of the Movie Clinic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, David, and this is my wife, Sherry. And on this episode, we'll be covering Christine from 1983. And this is uh, the second part of our Stephen King month here. And just fair warning to people before we get started, Sherry and I have kind of bad sinus things going on, a lot of throat trouble as per usual. So don't be too shocked if you don't hear some kind of scratchy voices here and there during this podcast. <laughs> Just fair warning up front. But with that, I guess if anything, we're going to go into our background and our histories with this film. I'm going to let Sherry go ahead and start. I think I saw it for the first time with you. Like, I'd never seen it growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing this when I was younger. No, I wasn't aware of that. Mm, uh, so, whenever you watched it and I was with you. Oh, I probably, it could have been any time. Mm-hmm. I've watched this movie many times over the years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. I thought you'd seen, I thought you said you'd seen There's this a lot I hadn't kid. seen until I okay. saw it with you. Well, I know you said your older sister watched a lot of horror movies. I, I thought don't maybe remember you her watched. seeing this one. That's interesting. I, I wasn't aware of that. 
I just know this one seemed like it played a lot on TV and big video uh, tape rental at the time. But I kind of thought you'd probably seen this before then. No. My history with this one is, of course, seeing this one during this uh, theatrical run. By that time, I think I've said this on a previous podcast, I already knew who John Carpenter was by this point. I was, I think, 11 years old when this movie came out. And even by then, I knew John Carpenter above the title. I want to see that movie. So, of course, John Carpenter's Christine, I'm like, okay, I want to go see this. And I want to say this is probably one of them my mother dropped me off at the theater and told them you can let my son go in and see this. And she paid my way so (laughs) she can be rid of me for a couple hours. This is one that was pretty popular, I think, at that time it came out with a lot of people. Because I remember I watched this movie I remember seeing that the book was out, and I bought the book right after this because I Mm -hmm. wanted to read the book. Because I think this and the movie were out around the same time. The book was fairly new. Of course, this is one I watched many times over the years. You know, I had the videotape. I watched it off cable. I owned a DVD, and I owned a Blu-ray. So I guess you could kind of see where my review of this movie is going to go at the end. I tend to like this movie a great deal, but we'll, we'll go into that piece by piece as we go along. But so do you won't have anything else you want to say here? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to drop the trailer in right here. And then when we come back, we'll have the cast and the crew and the plot breakdown. She is seductive. She is passionate. She is possessive. She is pure. Evil. She is Christine, a 1958 Plymouth Fury, possessed by hell. Her previous owner is not alive to warn her present one. Once she lures you behind the wheel, you will be hers, body and soul. There is no place you can hide, no place you can run, and nothing you can do can stop her. Because how do you kill something that can't possibly be alive? Christine. Body by Plymouth. Soul by Satan. Okay, uh, Christine, 1983. And of course, this is our uh, third John Carpenter movie. And of course, John Carpenter is known for directing such films as The Fog. Halloween, They Live, and Vampires. Pretty much, unfortunately, he seems like he's pretty well retired now. He don't really, you know, seem to have any interest in directing any more films. I don't, I mean, he's talked about he might do one more, but I highly doubt it, which is unfortunate because I always loved his movies. Next, we go into our main cast, and our first one here is Keith Gordon as Arnie, and he's been in such films as Dress to Kill, Jaws 2, Back to School, and the legend of Billy Jean. And he's also like a, he's mainly a director nowadays. He's directed such films as, you know, he directed one called Mother Night, and he mainly directs like TV shows and stuff now. So, I mean, I think he still does acting work here and there, but he does a lot more directing as far as that. Next, we have John Stockwell as Dennis, and he was in such films as Eddie and the Cruisers, My Science Project, City Limits, and Top Gun. 
which is strange. I've seen Top Gun, but I don't remember him in that movie. But of course, I've only seen Top Gun like twice, maybe. So I, maybe he was in there and I just don't remember. And next we have Alexandra Paul as Lee. She's been in such films as American Flyer, Dragnet, Eight Million Ways to Die, and The Paperboy. And the final person I have here in the cast is Robert Blossoms, or, or Robert's Blossom. And he uh, plays uh, LeBay Le in the film. And he's been in such movies as Escape from Alcatraz, Home Alone, Close Encounters, and Deranged. And he passed away in 2011. And I always forget that he was the old man in Home Alone. Yeah, I always forget that. Of course, I haven't seen Home Alone that many times, so I tend to always forget that. But do you have anybody that you want to mention? No. But I guess with that, we will jump into the film. It's like I said, just be fair warned. Throat trouble's right here, so if you hear some breaking up in the <laughs> in the voice, you know, just know where that's coming from. Our allergies but, are killing us and they suck. Oh, yes, very much so. But uh, I guess if anything, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Sherry bring us in on the film. Okay. Um, this is Christine from 1983. Columbia Picture. Yes. As the credits roll, we hear like an engine revving. The movie starts out in a, like a car manufacturing plant. Yes. I guess this is what, where they make Plymouths because she's a 1958 Plymouth Fury. Yes. See like a long assembly line of cars. That, it's all the same model, but most of them are tan colored, but there's one red one. I think if my memory is correct, a lot of those kinds of cars were made in tan color. But it was, I don't think I, you know, they acted like there wasn't many red ones made for some reason. And of course you got the George Thurgood song, Bad to the Bone, playing over this. And, you know, you see, like you're saying, all these cars are being put together. Of course, then you see our uh, titular Christine with the hood up. And there's a worker there doing something, got his hand in where the hood is raised and he's like doing something with his clipboard or something like that no he stoops down to look under the is car that what he's doing? yeah and his hand is still up on there and the hood Slam. slams on his hand and this is the first time what is happening there's a man getting his hand up under a woman's skirt and then he gets hit so <laughs> right here we're already seeing the start of, yep. of, of um, like, how dare you yeah, touch she, me. Yeah, don't touch me, her. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> there you go. So we're already uh, seeing this. So, okay, there's something about this. Because this car, there's no reason that hood should have went down on that guy's Mm-mm. hand other than that. To, uh-huh. Well, that's the way I see it anyway. Well, as you learn about Christine. Yes. And, of course, they carry that worker off. You know, his hand is, like, bandaged up and everything. Black guy kind of walks... And kind of turned around, looks at him, and he's smoking a cigar at work. Well, this is back in days where you could smoke I in guess. places you work. Oh, yeah, because when I started at Canal, everybody talked about how the underwriters would smoke in their offices. Yeah. I was like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine places where they allow you to smoke in there now. And he kind of walks toward, I guess we can already call it a thing. He's got guys clipboard. I guess he's like, like maybe an inspector, inspector or something. Yeah. And he just uh, gets in the car. Turns the radio on. Yeah, he's got like a cigar. I was thinking, why are you smoking in a new car that's going to be sold to somebody? The thing about it is, is then you see some of the ashes drop off of his cigar onto the plastic on Christine's seat. So needless to say, he's sent her off. You know, how dare you dunk your ashes on me? 
Yeah, because this is the 50s, so her radio always plays 50s music. Yes. Then it's like a little while later, we see the shift at the end. You know, there's a belt goes off. Everybody's mm-hmm. leaving. And then we see another one of these inspectors just kind of walking around. I guess inspector or supervisor, I guess, you know, checking everybody's left for the day. He hears that music playing. Yeah, he hears the music playing and he walks down to the car and he opens the door. And this inspector, just his body just falls out of the car. Still, mm-hmm. cigar still in his mouth. And he starts honking the horn to get everybody's attention. Like, yeah, because you know, you know, we got somebody that fell out of the car dead. During that conveyor belt ride, were they at a stage where a radio would work? I'm assuming because you have to check everything, you know, anything that's like a little bit electrical in there. So I'm oh, okay. assuming that you would. You know, I guess it would be odd. Why would that radio be just playing? I mean, that's why I'm assuming I've never worked in a factory like that. But I assume you'd have to check every little thing, mm-hmm. even the Make radio. Make sure everything's, you know, yeah. working. Yeah. And then I guess we flash forward to Rockbridge, California. And it's September 12th, 1978. Basically the first day of school. I'm not even born yet. God, I was 72, 72. I was probably about five years old at that time, <laughs> roughly. Yeah, I was still. I, or I, six. Yeah, 72 to 78. Yeah, six. maybe about five or six. And we see a car pulling up to the driveway. And this is a, our character, Dennis. Yes. One of our leads here. Yeah, he honks his horn and says, come on, Arnie. A woman comes out of the house and tells Dennis that Arnie's changing his shirt, that he'll be right out. She also tells him that because he's playing his radio, car radio, that it's noise pollution. Yes, yeah, noise. Yeah. You can tell that this is Arnie's mother, Regina. And you can kind of tell that she's kind of a ballax right here. because Bitching all the time. Yeah, bitching all the time. Then Arnie comes out. He is just nerd central, basically. <laughs> Got yeah. the black Real glasses. Thick black glasses. His clothes are ill-fitting. His mother is still packing his lunch in high school. Yeah, he carries his... Uh, he's like carrying a bag of trash or something out. Yeah. And the whole bottom falls out of the trash bag. And she's like, go ahead and just leave it. I'll handle it. And then he goes to run off and she's like... Arnie, you forgot your lunch. Yeah, yeah. Still packing his lunch in high school. He turns around and he grabs his lunch and then he heads back. Well, she says, make sure to keep it cold because it's got yogurt in it. This kind of gives you a sign of kind of what Arnie's home life is like. (laughs) He gets in the car and they head off, I guess I said, to the first day of school. As they're leaving, she yells, slow down. Yes, yeah, that's right. Even right to the end, she's uh, got to be controlling everything. Be very, he does. very controlling. And their car ride to school, you know, Arnie's talking to Dennis about how they were playing Scrabble, mm-hmm. and you know he was going to use ratio for one of his uh, plays on Scrabble, but then he decided to turn it into fellatio to make a better score. But then he says his mom didn't allow him to use obscenities and Scrabble or something like so that. So she won by seven points. Yes, yeah, so she won. Apparently, I think you can use obscenities in Scrabble, but I just think it was just like, now she wasn't going to allow that once again, her domineering thing <laughs> yep. that she's got going on. Dennis starts talking about that this is their senior year, and isn't it about time that they get Arnie laid? And Arnie's like, well, you got to have a girl to do that. Yeah, yeah. Dennis asks Arnie, like, well, what about Gail Justin? Yeah, Gail Justin. Arnie says he doesn't like her mustache. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it says what J- gail just in case <laughs> yeah 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 and he says i don't like her mustache and, De- and dennis is like what the fuck you care if you have a little hair in your mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then they're talking about another girl called sally hayes and yeah, like, she's, she's cute a, she's a sophomore though and he says she's like a walking sperm bank i've heard women who complain about this movie for being misogynistic oh really yeah i mean i can't disagree with these women saying this but here's the thing about it boys in high school are pigs well yeah and this is how boys in high school and they talk never like grow it. out of it yeah yeah now <laughs> If these were 35-year-old men, 30 or 35, then I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But these are high school boys. They talk like this oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. I've heard women in high school talk just as bad. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I just found it funny when I've heard them saying that these boys are misogynistic and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, this They're is... normal. This is normal. They're this normal. Is, uh, sadly, this is very normal. They say horrible things to each other. Yeah, because high school boys are pigs. I was one. I can attest to that. I was around it. So he says, you're, she's a walking sperm bank, and, and Ernie says, Ernie, 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 my... I made my notes with a AI bot today, yeah, and it yeah. was really fun, but it cannot figure out my country accent yet so yeah. i'm still teaching it yeah so it, arnie says he doesn't have the minimum deposit to open the account <laughs> he says you know what i mean and then dennis says are you kidding you carry your life savings between your legs yeah i mean what is he trying to say he has a big dick yeah i guess so that's my best guess that's what that means oh okay and Arnie says, well, maybe he'll just beat off. Yeah, probably to save the drama. He'll just go ahead and do that. Because the way Arnie and them are talking is slim pickings at that school. But judging by the girls that I've seen at the school, I'm like, there ain't that bad looking women here. No. I mean, we're going to see one uh, coming up that wasn't bad looking, but obviously yeah. she had eyes for somebody else. And then we're at school and uh, Arnie and Dennis are, I guess, at their lockers. And Arnie's there. He cannot get into his locker. For some, you know, he keeps doing the combination. Oh, God, I remember this. Song. Oh, so, God, uh, I did, too. Yeah. I had stress and anxiety that yeah. I, I couldn't get my yeah. locker open. Yeah. And then one of his uh, Dennis's friends comes up. Because you notice people are coming up to Dennis. I guess Dennis is one of the popular boys in school. I guess yeah. he's a, a football team and everything. And one of his friends comes up, you know, asking him, you know, how he's going, you know, if he's going to be playing this year and everything. And, you know, Dennis says, yeah, you know, he says his knee's kind of bad and everything and stuff like that. But he said he should still be able to play. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about this girl. This, uh, we have a one girl come up who's played by Kelly Preston. She isn't in the film that much. Roseanne. Is it Roseanne or Roxanne? Roseanne. Well, Rose- that's what IMDb says. Okay. That's what I thought too, because I kept hearing saying two different names. But she comes up to Dennis, obviously flirting with him. I mean, she's really into him. And she's asking him, is he going to play football this year? Because I think she's a cheerleader. Yes. And shows later. Yes. And Arnie is standing so close behind her that he's like pretending to bite her hair. Yeah, yeah. And batting his eyelashes. And Dennis is kind of looking and, and snickering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to kind of keep his focus on her, but he's looking back at Arnie, what he's doing, trying to kind of keep it a straight face. I don't know yeah. how how she didn't feel him so close to her. I don't know. I think her eyes were on Dennis. I mean, like I said, she seemed like she was really into him. And Dennis just seems to be kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say disinterested, but he just seemed he like... He doesn't he, like her like that. Yeah. She wasn't his type, probably, yeah. is what it was. 
And then another guy walks up, this nerdy looking guy. Well, yeah, after uh, Ro- uh, Ro- Roseanne, Roseanne leaves. leaves. Yeah. And he says, I wouldn't put that in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. Yeah. Like I said, once again, boys being high school boys, you know, I ain't yeah. saying it's a right thing exactly, you know, but I'm just like, this is how high school boys talk. <laughs> You and know. then Arnie kind of snacks, snarks back. I guess we know where it hasn't been with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely one of those guys that always has to talk smack about women because most women wouldn't let him touch them with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. And then this uh, friend, this guy, talks about hasn't seen the new girl yet. You know, he says he doesn't know her name, but what is this a line here? Okay, there it is. He says, you don't know her name, but she looks smart, but she has the body of a slut. He says, he's in love. She's perfect. She looks smart, but she has the body of a slut. There you go. Yeah. Definitely like getting laid. No. Yeah. No, no not from him. <laughs> and about that time, you know, everybody kind of turns and you see her walking down the hallway. I think, I guess she's with the school principal. Yeah. Somebody's giving her like a tour because she's new. And this is a uh, lady. And she's walking with the principal and she's like just talking to him and she's asking about working on the yearbook in school and everything. And she's just kind of glancing around, just kind of, you know, just giving everybody a little bit of a smile and everything. Just, you know, saying, you know, I guess in a way saying hey to everyone. And she walks by Dennis and Arnie and all of them. And as after she walks by, this one guy, you know, a friend of uh, Dennis's says, you know, she smiled at me. And he says he basically wants to have sex with her. Yeah. Did you hear what he said before that when they're just looking at her down the hallway? Uh-uh. He says, "Give me something for my lap." So like, what? Hide it with a book? Oh, I did. I forgot about that. I did. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. I remember that now, but I didn't have it written down. But I forgot about Hide that. Hide his little pee pee with a book. Yeah, I guess shows over, and this guy leaves after he makes his proclamations for this girl. He says he wants to have deep, meaningful sex with her. Yeah, like uh, she would have anything to do yeah, with well, him to begin with. That'd have me a lot to do in two minutes. Yeah, well, it's like I said, <laughs> and also she seemed a little bit too smart for him. Yes, and De- Dennis tells him, go get her. Yeah. And the guy's like, should I? Yeah, like he'd have a chance. Dennis says, well, you've got nothing to lose but your virginity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> The guy kind of walks off. I don't know where he went. And Arnie's still having trouble with his locker, and Dennis just walks over, and, you know, like, just gives him, you know, he sits there and jiggles the handle, then pops the locker, and it opens right up. And he tells Arnie, well, I'll see you at uh, lunch. And then Arnie's, like, looking like, wow, he opened it up. And then Arnie <laughs> just goes over and closes the locker. And then he tries to open and it. he can't get it. And he can't get it open. He tries everything. So, uh. uh. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you're just establishing the relation. You're establishing more of what Ar- Arnie is just basically the typical kind of nerdy kind of yeah. kid loser in school. Yeah, he's socially awkward. Yeah. And- I don't know. It just amazes me when I watch this movie even now how these two were friends because they're I kind commented of completely in my notes. different. Yeah. yeah, I commented in my notes at one point. But I felt like at but, first, before everything starts to happen, like Dennis is the only person that Arnie can really be himself. He doesn't have to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah, and I kind of felt like these were probably two that were just childhood Grew up friends. together. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. probably grew, They were probably friends from the time Best they friends. were little yeah. kids. They got to a certain point where Dennis became like a jock, and Arnie's not popular. But, that didn't, but they stayed friends. Yeah, but they stayed friends despite that. Yeah, the jock thing wasn't 
normal in this movie. Well, no, not really. Because a mean, lot of the jocks wouldn't hang out with. Yeah, but I think Dennis was just one of those guys. This mm-hmm. is my best friend, and I'm going to stick with it. And then uh, we cut, uh, were like later on, and this, I guess it's outside in this lunch time, and Dennis is just sitting out there looking around, like, you know, I guess he's looking around for Arnie. And he uh, asked somebody that's walking by, Sam said, Have you seen Arnie? The guy says, yeah, Arnie's still in the shop. He says, Buddy Repperton has his lunch or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Who's Here, Buddy Rafferton? Rafferton. Yeah, well, we're going to find out soon enough. Dennis kind of heads off to go find Arnie. And he walks by Roseanne and she's like, hi, Dennis. And he just totally ignores her. Yeah, he just He's her. not interested in her yeah, at all. Yeah, he's completely not, you know, into her whatsoever. Dennis heads down into, uh, I guess, the basement down there in the shop. And we got Arnie there. These bullies are basically playing keep away with Arnie's lunch. Dennis comes down and just basically just tries to stop, you know, breaks it up. Yeah, they're all like kind of circling around him. And I guess that buddy guy is the leader. Yeah. He looks straight out of the movie Outsiders without the slicked back hair. Yeah, yeah. He's telling Arnie to come get his lunch and he's kind of holding it up in front of him. And Dennis tells Arnie to just take his lunch and let them, let's get out of there. Yeah. Ernie kind of goes over to get his lunch and and the guys just kind of act like dickheads to him and not giving it to him. Keeps rotating away from him so he can't grab it. And then he takes his switchblade out and pokes through it, and now the yogurt starts spilling out. Yeah, yogurt, just basically the whole bag just busts onto the ground. I was like, oh, no, what's Arnie going to eat? Yep. But he challenges Arnie to a fight. Well, Dennis first tells a guy that's, that's standing next to him to go get Mr. Casey. I guess that's the shop teacher. Yeah, the shop teacher or somebody like that, yeah. There's two guys standing around Dennis, and I swear one of them is the guy from Ghostbusters. Yeah, he is. That it is him. It okay, is the him. one that Peter kept shocking when he wouldn't get. <laughs> That's him. That's him. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is him. I thought it was. Yeah, but he's challenging Arnie, and Arnie's like, you know, we'll put down the knife. And of course, a typical bully isn't going to do that. I'm trying to remember. This was from the book. I think Arnie beat up Buddy. In a fight. And I think this was supposed to be a payback for oh. it. So, if my memory's correct on the book, about that time, Dennis kind of tries to go, you know, I guess he's going to get uh, a Buddy, and he's tripped. And then Arnie's kind of running toward Buddy as well, and he slips on that mess on the floor from his uh, bag. Falls on his yogurt. Yeah, and then he falls and he loses his glasses. And he's like looking around for him, and then you see Buddy's foot just sit there and just step right on Arnie's glasses. Oh, and I know. Him. Buddy gets the knife knocked from his hand, and then he turns and he's just punched like hell by Dennis. Dennis just lays a haymaker right on his yeah, jaw. Yeah, he falls back into some boxes. Yeah, and then this is a an, a strange choice by I've never seen this where Moochie grabs Dennis by the balls and just gives him gives him a good squeeze. And of <laughs> course, you know, naturally you're going to collapse mm-hmm. like and Dennis does. And I guess before things escalate any further, this is a I guess where the shop teacher comes in, the Mr. Casey. He comes in and breaks everything up, and he wants to know what's going on, and then Buddy says they started it. 
course, Arnie says, no, he's lying. He's lying. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, Dennis says, you know, well, well, Buddy Reperton's got a knife. And, of course, Buddy's sitting there like, no, I don't I don't have one. Calls him a cunt face. Yeah. Uh. And then Mr. Casey tells these other guys to go to the office. You know, mm-hmm. but he tells Buddy, and you know, you stay here. You and Moochie stay here. I think Mr. Casey says, is it true? Does he have a knife? And, like, you know, Arnie says, yeah. Yeah, yep. he's got one. Mr. Casey tells Buddy, empty your pockets. And Buddy's just basically getting up in his face that I ain't got to do it. And he says, you either empty your pockets or I'm calling the cops. Buddy empties his pockets. Switchblade falls to the floor. And he tells Buddy, you know, you go to the office. As Buddy gets ready to leave, he just threatens Arnie and Dennis. He says, basically, I'll fix you and you'll wish you were never born. So he's laying out. He's got plans for them later on down the line. Bad attitude. Yeah. And I don't know if you can hear this on the podcast. We're experiencing a little uh, little shower here this evening. So yeah, if I heard you, it thundering too. Yeah, so we might have a little bit of a storm going. Hopefully it won't affect Yeah, things. we're turning into Florida here. Yeah, in a way, yes. <laughs> and then we uh, cut to uh, Arnie and Dennis in the car. I guess this is, uh, you know, the end of the school day. You know, basically you find out Buddy was kicked out of school and Moochie is on probation. So, you know, they, they even say, well, that was an interesting first day of school. Arnie says it wasn't totally bad. Yeah, it wasn't totally bad. Well, yeah, I guess not. You know, uh, I guess that's one way you can look at it. I, I think Arnie asked him, do you think he'll try, Buddy will try to get even with them? And Dennis is like, ah, oh, he'll just find somebody else to pick on. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, you know, a lot of times bullies will, but sometimes they don't either. And I guess, you know, getting somebody kicked out of school the first day of mm-hmm. school. They're going to probably take offense to that. Yeah. And then they're kind of, I guess, having like maybe a back way going, taking Arnie home. And Arnie just looks out the car window and he tells Dennis, hey, stop, turn, go back, go back. And Dennis like, what? What is it? He said, and Arnie's just very insistent, go back, go back. And Dennis like, okay. And he backs up. Then we back up and then we see this old house in this uh, yard and there's a car sitting there, a 58 Plymouth that looks... To be nice, run down. Beat the hell up. And Arnie, he's in love. Yeah, he's instantly fascinated with yeah, this Yeah, by this car. And basically, Arnie wants to stop. He wants to go over and look at this car. They get out of the car. They walk over and look at it. And this, uh, this car, this car's like a piece of shit. And Arnie says, she can be fixed up and, and be really tough. Yeah. And Arnie gets in the car and looks at it. And they look in there. And the car's got about 93,000 miles on it. And yeah. Then it says probably more like a hundred and ninety three thousand. Yeah. I thought that it was it was weird how he just automatically identified this car as a woman. I think a lot of cars guys refer to them as she. Oh really? Yeah. It's almost like how ships or they call them a she. Oh okay. things like that. I'm not a car guy, so I don't understand <laughs> the whole thing about that. Yeah. I mean, to me, a car to me is something to get me to point A to point B. I don't really care <laughs> yeah. about the stuff outside of that. And, you know, Dennis says, just looking at the car, so it probably won't start. And then about that time, you see there's this old man over there, and this is a man called LeBay. And he says, oh, it'll start. And he said, but you'll need these keys. And then Arnie just kind of pops out of the car, and he's like, you know, well, what do you want for this car? Whatever you want, it's not enough. And it's just, even Dennis like, Jesus, dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like obsessed with this car already. Yeah, I mean, it's like, price is no object. Whatever you want for this, I'll pay for it. Uh, LeBay asks Arnie, have you ever owned a car before? You know, Arnie's just like, no, you know, I've never owned one. 
But at the same time, Dennis says he has a Mustang. Yeah. So Arnie kind of stops him and says he just got his license. Yeah, he just—he's like he wants to be as straight up and as honest about yeah. this as possible. LeBay hands him a key. Says, "We'll get in here and start it up." It runs, and he gets in there and cranks the car up, and it, of course, sounds like shit, you know. <laughs> and LeBay tells him the, the car's name is Christine. And Arnie and, says, "I like that." Yeah, he likes that name. LeBay just tells him basically his brother bought the car back in September 57. They bought it brand new, I guess, like fresh off of the assembly line. Yeah, she had that brand new car smell. Yeah. And he says that's about the finest smell in the world. Except for maybe pussy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I guess it depends on the pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of, I think that line is actually in the book, too, if my memory is correct. Because that's like one of the infamous lines. From this <laughs> it was a group of people we watched this movie with back when I was in my 20s. And this girl was like a big fan of Home Alone. And this guy was in Home Alone. Oh, yeah. And then when she heard it line, I'm like, no, not the old man from Home Alone saying that, you know? She was just like, that was just too much. That was, he that, ruined it. Yeah, that was like a bridge too far for her. Like, no, that's, no, the old man from Home Alone wouldn't say that. This is who he was before he was in Home Alone. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I know he says the car only had six miles on it. And he says his brother Roland loved it. Yeah, he went to hell and back with Christine. Yeah. I think this is what Dennis asked. Well, why is he selling the car if he yeah. loved it so much? He said he's dead. Yeah, he said his brother died six weeks ago. And Arnie asked again, how much does he want for Christine? And he says 300 but I'll take 250 from you. And Dennis tells Arnie that the car is not worth 50 bucks. Arnie kind of says, okay. Yeah, Arnie's like, he is going yeah. to get to, he ain't leaving without this car. And the old man says he'll go in and get a pink slip. Yeah, he'll go in there and get the slip. And then Arnie's like, got his checkbook out. He's getting things ready. And Dennis is like, well, how are you going to pay for this? And he's like, well, I've been saving money for college and everything. So he's basically going to dip into his college fund to buy this car. Yeah, his mind is set on getting Christine regardless of anything. You know, I said, Dennis trying to talk him out of it. But Arnie, like I said, Arnie is dead set. Yeah, not going to talk him out of it. Arnie's, he had taken out his checkbook and he's writing a check. Yeah. And Dennis walks over to the old man and he's trying to get him, you know, like say, don't sell it to him. He's young and dumb. That old man says, maybe you don't know as much as you think you do and calls him a shitter. And you kind of pay attention to the word shitter because it's all throughout this movie. Yeah. You start hearing that word a Mm -hmm. lot more as time goes on. And then we cut to Arnie's home and they're in the kitchen and to say mom is furious about this car being bought is an understatement. Well, his dad's not happy either. And his dad ain't happy either, but she she seems like she's the one that wears the pants in the family. Yeah, she's you know? always the one to speak, and he just kind of sits there. And kind of just agrees with her. Mm-hmm. It's like basically, you know, she's like, you know, how could you have bought a car without consulting us? Well, he said, I bought it for cash, so I could buy it at 17. He said, I could buy the car with cash, but I can't register it without you. And she's like, why didn't you ask us first? And he and says every time he wants something, he gets voted down. Because, yeah, anything he wants, he's not allowed to have. But he said, this is the one thing I want Why I did it. Regina looks over Dennis, who's sitting there just drinking milk, just trying to kind of, you know, stay out of it. She said, well, why didn't you, why did you let him do this? And he's like, I tried to stop him. <laughs> like, he, it's he, his responsibility. Yeah, I know. I guess apparently he's supposed to be the parent to him. 
He's like, you know, I tried to stop him. He he wanted, he got it. And he's, he said, well, you didn't try hard enough. Yeah, obviously. I doubt you tried hard enough. Yeah, she's I mean, kind of a witch. She's kind of a battle axe. And you know, they keep getting on to Arnie, and he's just like, you know, this is some of the first times you see Arnie being kind of, I don't know if insolent is the right word. But he says, I'm keeping the car and it, and he's just like, well, I'm just going to take the car and get the fuck out of here. Mom's like, what did you say? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, he's, and he just kind of learns that he isn't going to be able to keep the car at the house. Yeah, she's like, it'll make the driveway look cluttered. Because yeah. this is an old beat up car. Yeah, and he's like, fine. And then Dennis, you know, kind of goes out with him. And then we see Christine, which is basically barely looks like it's running. And Dennis is like behind them, and they're going to, you see a sign out there. It's like Darnell's Garage. Do-it-yourself garage. Yeah. And they pull it to the door. Arnie asks uh, Dennis if he can honk the horn because Christine's doesn't work. Yeah, because the garage door says honk for entrance, and Christine's horn doesn't work, so Dennis has to honk the horn. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we see a shot there pulling into the garage, and Arnie's, Arnie's a parking the car in the space and darnell's talking to dennis darnell's like you know if you sold that boy that car you should be ashamed of yourself yeah because it as arnie drives into the garage like smoke is just pouring out of her like the engine's probably gone in this yeah car. the engine's probably gone the exhaust system's probably shot in it he tells arnie that old man he said i guess he's darnell yeah darnell he says go over there to the other side of the garage because you're going to kill us all with your smoke yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, Dennis tells Darnell, yeah, you know, I didn't try to sell him the car. I tried to talk him out of buying it. And Darnell's, well, you should have tried harder. Old man and Dennis are kind of walking to where he parked Christine. And Darnell says, I used to know a man that had a car like that once. That he killed himself in it. He commented that that man that owned the car was so mean that you could have poured bull and water down his throat. And he would have pissed out ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Damn. You know, Arnie gets out of the car and everything after his part, and Darnell just starts laying into him, says, you know, basically he's not giving any uh, slack to uh, young kids. Yeah, he's like, that's the last time you're going to turn that car on in this building without an exhaust hose. That if he catches him one more time, he's out. And he says, no smoking in here. Yeah, he says, I don't take shit from kids. And this yeah. place is for people to fix their cars so that they can make a living. And it's not for rich, snot lows little kids. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, there's, there ain't no smoking in here. There ain't no nothing like that. And Dennis turns around and there's a whole table of men smoking. Yeah, playing like cards. <laughs> yeah. And he says something and, and Darnell's like, shut your pie hole. Dennis looks over at their table. He says, "Well, those men are over smoking. Shouldn't they have to? Shouldn't they have to leave?" And Darnell looks at him like, "You want to get your friend out of here yeah. real quick?" And Arnie's like, "Looking at this, like, no, 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 don't." And then he just tells Dennis basically just to shut up. <laughs> shut your pie hole. Yeah, shut your pie hole. He tells Arnie that he's on probation and that if he messes up one more time, no matter how much money he's put up front, yeah. he's out. Yeah. So Darnell's just basically just wanting to be a hard ass to him from the moment he walks in the door. He just don't seem to really like, you know, younger kids, so. And he says, now y'all get out. We're closed for the night. Why do you open the door then? Well, I mean, money's money the way I look at it. And I think (laughs) the way I look at it is he was just wanting to put this boy in his place. I don't think he would have kicked him out no matter what because, you know, money talks, you know. Darnell, yeah, basically just tell him, get the hell out of here. We're closed. And then we see uh, Dennis is dropping Arnie off back at his house. 
you know, Dennis just asking Arnie if he'll be okay. And Arnie's like, yeah, I'll be fine. And he just tells Dennis, you know, he says, you just need to kind of look for another charity case besides me and Christine. Dennis is just even kind of confused. Like, what is it about that car? What, what I just, don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's the first time in his life he's found something uglier than him. And then he knows he can fix her up. Yeah, at least he can fix her. Dennis says, you're not ugly, Arnie. And Arnie says, he knows that he is. And Dennis says, maybe you're not ugly, but maybe queer. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. That's a, Once again, that's boys being yeah. boys. At that I mean, time. I don't think Arnie's ugly. He's just got the black glasses and he's... The way he dresses and yeah. everything, he's just a little bit nerdy. <laughs> yeah, very much so. About that time, Arnie's parents are coming out with this, their sternness. They're all ready to, they've got a full head of steam ready to jump on Arnie again. Arnie's like, oh, shit, there they are. <laughs> I know. He tells Dennis, I'll just go ahead and go. He says, you don't need to deal with this. He can't do anything because they're mad that he stormed out and didn't. they didn't know where he was. Dennis just walks Arnie, walk up to, I guess, into the lion's den, basically. Mm-hmm. And he just uh, pulls off. And then we move to, and we see a date on the screen, October 9th. So it's been, what? A month. Uh, has it been a month? Yeah. It was, uh, uh, been, like, it was September 7th. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's been, been almost a month. Just over a month. And we see uh, Arnie's outside of um, Darnell's garage, and it's like he's uh, in a scrapyard out there digging parts, mm-hmm. uh, car parts out. And Darnell's inside with this uh, one guy named Pepper, and they're looking over at Christine. Darnell's just saying, look at how weird and cockeyed this boy works. So he says, <laughs> you know, he's got new windshield wipers on a busted windshield. But he says he's, he's got good hands. He's done a lot of work in three weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of work done. And, you know, Darnell agrees, yeah, he's got good hands, but he's got bad taste in cars. You can't polish a turd. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Then a little while later, we see Arnie in there. He's kind of working on the car, and you notice that Arnie's looking a little different now. His yeah. hair's kind of slipped back. Mm-hmm. He don't have glasses on. Mm-hmm. Even his posture seems a little bit different. Yep. He almost doesn't look like that same boy that was probably there no. about a month ago. Darnell just walks up to him and says, you know, talking to Arnie, says, you know, when I told you you could dig around that scrap pile back there, I didn't mean you could build your whole car from it. And Arnie's just like, well, you weren't using it. So he said, I didn't think it'd be a problem. Yeah, what basically. do you care? Yeah. Darnell's just like, okay, well, he said, here's the thing. Maybe you and I, we can make a deal. And he basically wants Arnie to kind of pick up around the place, do some odd jobs and things like that mm-hmm. for him. And he says, you know, I'll even let you give you a few bucks and you can dig around in the scrap pile all you want. I, I mean, I think this is a scruff old man's way of saying letting him know that he's kind of likes him maybe well i think he kind of admires arnie yeah. because he's very determined he he's very focused on his car he don't seem like the atypical mm-hmm. kind of kid he's yeah. probably used to arnie says he'll think about it and darnell gets kind of mad and says mm-hmm. don't think about it too long or i'll throw your ass throw throw you out on your ass yeah yeah so He's not going to give any, you know, it's like basically take this deal or you're out pretty much. Darnell walks off and Arnie just like gets in the car and turns on the radio. And then we hear one of the old 50s songs, I think it's called Pledging My Love by Johnny Ace playing on the radio. Yeah. And he's just kind of sitting there, got his head down on the stern while he's caressing it. He just seems enamored with this car. And then we cut to next day, I guess we're in school library. 
And really what we got here is Dennis with a couple of the other guys, I guess the guys we've seen at the first of the film. Yeah. Looking over and Lee is like doing homework. I guess this might be study hall or something like yeah. that in the library. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is. And they just keep like laying like money down. Go for and talk to her. Come to find out that she's turned um, these everybody. Guys, uh, guys down. And they just keep on saying, Dennis, go on over, go on over. I guess it's time for you to make, take your shot, basically. And Roseanne's kind of looking at their way. She thinks he's looking at her. Yeah, they think they're looking at her. She just wants him to like her. Yeah, yeah. You can tell, and he doesn't pay her any attention. Yeah, and then Dennis is just fine, like, okay, I'll go talk to her. Well, before that, he said, "Do you look what she's doing with that pencil in her mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. not paying attention to anybody. She's doing her work. Yeah, she's focused on uh, whatever she's uh, doing as far as schoolwork. And then Dennis just, he gets up and he walks over like he just grabs a book off of the bookshelf. He walks mm-hmm. by Roseanne, who thinks uh, he's coming to talk to her. And he just breezes right by her <laughs> without even giving her any kind of what, look whatsoever. And then he sits down at Lee's table and asks, you know, he asks her, hey, well, what are, what are you doing? What are you reading? She's like, you know, history. He said, well, that's pretty boring. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it is. Then he asked her out. Yeah, and then he pretty much asked her out. She wants to go out dancing, you know, music and everything. And he asked her out on Friday night after the game. And she says she can't. And Dennis just seems taken aback by this. I guess he thought he had a shot with her as opposed <laughs> to these other dweebs that didn't. He's like, but, why? Well, yeah, why not? And you know, she says she already has a date. Yeah, she already has a date. And then about that time, you see the librarian, you know, in the background there, so asks Dennis, are you lost? <laughs> and Roseanne turns around and looks at him, and she's not very happy when she sees he's sitting with Lee. Yeah. Librarian tells him, go back to your seat and get to work. So he gets back up and goes. Yeah, so basically he struck out too. Yep, he got rejected. Then we cut to that night. Dennis pulls up in Arnie's driveway. As he's walking up the driveway, he hears Arnie's parents fussing at him. Riding his ass again. Yeah, riding his ass about one thing or another as per usual. I think like. that's all they do. They're very, they're very overbearing parents, mm-hmm. very much so. Arnie comes out, and when he sees Dennis, he's like, oh. I can't, I can't remember what he says. He, he says, said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Dennis like, well, it was good to see you, too. Yeah. And Arnie's like, oh, I'm sorry. He said, I just did. I totally, I knew it was going to movie night, and I totally I, forgot to I call forgot you. I forgot to call you. Yeah, I can't to, go. Yeah, I can't go. And Dennis comments that he's not wearing his glasses and that he looks great. Like you said, he can't go because he, he forgot to call. His mother storms out and asks if Dennis is going with Arnie. And yeah. Arnie says no. He has an errand to run. I guess he's Darnell's pickup man, you know, yeah. picking up stuff for the garage and everything now. Arnie just walks off. I think he says bye. And she starts yelling at him because she's like saying to Dennis, like, did he have plans with you? Like, he just... Threw him off, and he's like, you're not going to have any friends left if you keep treating people this way. And I was like, you didn't like Dennis earlier, now you're wanting him to defend him. Arnie's just like, get off my back. And he (laughs) He just just keeps walking, walking, gets in the car, and leaves. And she's like, I don't know what's going on with Arnie since he got that car. He's obsessed with it. Yeah, and Dennis says he doesn't know either. He says he hardly even sees Arnie anymore. When they took that car to get registered, it showed the previous owner died in the car from carbon monoxide poisoning. I asked, did Arnie, did Arnie know about that? And she said, Arnie doesn't know anything anymore. Yeah, I said, I mean, Arnie's just fixated mm-hmm. on that now. 
And then we cut to day, and Dennis goes back up to LeBay's house, and he's standing out there, you know, I guess doing something outside. He tells LeBay, I know about your brother and how he died. And it looks like there's signs all in the yard that says moving. Yeah, so, well, he says he's buying a condo or something, and he's going to be buying a condo. I think he was trying to get the fuck out of there. I think he was, too. <laughs> I think he got, he got that car sold. He's ready Yeah, he's getting out of there. Dennis tells him he knows about how his brother and how he died, and, you know, LeBay says, well, my brother died because he wanted to. Dennis is like, well, Arnie would never bought this car if he knew someone died in it. Well, LeBay says, well, you're dumber than you look, Dan, because You don't know your friend very well. Yeah, he says he's seen the same look in his eye that he's seen his brother. His brother had in his eye, as far as the way that car is concerned. And he says Christine was the only thing his brother loved his whole rotten life. That no shitter ever came between him and Christine. Yeah. So there's the word shitter again. Yep. And if he said, if anyone got between him and Christine, you better watch out. He said his five-year-old daughter choked to death in Christine. But his brother wouldn't get rid of the car. He just rode around with the radio playing like not a care in the world. Yeah. After his daughter died in the car. Bay said he, uh, what was it? He, he said he only interfered when Rita killed herself. Yeah. And that's when he finally stepped in. And you Dennis know, asks, who's Rita? Rita. Rita. Yeah. And he says, my dad, my brother's wife. Yeah. He comments that she died the same way his brother did. Yeah, or his daughter. I thought he said my brother did. LeBay was his brother. His, his wife. His wife died. I know. He yeah. says he, he comments that she died the same way his brother did. By oh, the carbon monoxide. Right yeah. That's right. That's right. That's how that worked. Yeah, I forgot about that. He got. He, he made his brother get rid of the car. Yeah, he got rid of the car. LeBay says, well, of course, he got rid of the car, but it came back three weeks later. And Dennis is like, what do you mean it came back? You know, LeBay just looks at him. He gives him an odd expression. Yeah. Then it shows Dennis sneaking into the garage yeah, to he, look at Christine. Yeah, he comes in through one of the uh, windows, tries to get in the car, and then the radio turns on. Yeah, I mean, but you can see that Arnie's done a lot of work on Christine. And he mm-hmm. looks in the driver window and he sees that the mileage now shows 88,000 miles. Yeah. So what does that mean? You put a new engine in it. Or the car is regenerating itself, too. Ah, okay. And uh, the mileage is going backwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could mean that, too. He starts to open the driver door, and it's locked. And then suddenly the radio comes on by itself. It lights up green. Mm-hmm. That Stephen King green yeah, that yeah, he loves. Yeah. It starts playing that song, you keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah. And it freaks Dennis out, and he just runs and gets back out through the window. Yeah. You know, it's he, like, and the radio just shuts off. As soon it's as like Dennis she was warning gone. him. As soon as Dennis uh, gets out mm-hmm. the window, the radio just shuts it's right like back off. It's like she's warning him, don't get near me. Cut to, I guess, the next day, and we're at a football game, I guess, one of the high school football games. I think, I, Yeah, and I'm assuming a lot of Dennis is probably like the quarterback of the team or something like mm-hmm. that. They're playing and everything, and we see uh, Buddy Repperton is there with some of his buddies watching the game and everything. And then we see, over the side, we see Christine pull up. Yeah, she's done. She's done, and she's running. Buddy Rapperton's group notices, too, and they're like, is that Arnie? Uh, I think his last name's Cunningham, and they call him Cuntingham. Yeah, Cuntingham. One of the guy comments that he knows where Arnie keeps that car. Then we see, you know, Dennis kind of just catches the side of them, too. And we see uh, 
Arnie get out of car and he's like dressed almost like the 1950s, like, like almost kind of a 50s kind of dress, you know, very kind of slick clothes. Yeah, got all black on with the high collar. Yeah. And he goes over to the passenger side and he opens it. And Dennis sees that Arnie's with Lee. Yeah. So apparently that's who she's yeah. been seeing. Where that happened, I have no idea. Well, yeah, you just, I mean, it makes me wonder. I can't remember. There's deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, and I can't remember if there's any scenes where oh. they actually meet, or maybe they just did like this so you would be, okay, so this is who she Yeah, because she never paid Arnie any attention. Yeah. He must have just walked up to her or Yeah, something. well, like I said, he maybe started shortly after he started, you know, Christine. You know, start giving them confidence and everything. Football game starts back up and, you know, someone throws the ball and Dennis is kind of running to catch it. And he's watching Arnie and Lee kiss. And he's so distracted by watching them that he gets tackled really hard. Yeah, he gets hit really bad. Yeah, and you could tell he's hurt. And everybody goes over there to check on him. And Roseanne kind of looks really concerned. I felt kind of sorry for her. I think she really does like him, and he just doesn't like her that way. Yeah, and this is the last time we see her in the yeah, movie. Yeah, she's not in Yeah, anymore. we don't see her anymore after this. And then we cut to uh, Dennis is in the hospital. He's laid up, and you can tell he's hurt pretty bad, and Arnie's in there. Well, before this, it shows, like, everybody run to Dennis because he's hurt. Yeah, yeah. And it shows Lee kind of dragging Arnie. He's like so not concerned that his best friend just got hurt. Yeah, yeah. But when they get past Christine, she's just sitting there. Yeah. Like yeah. watching them. It yeah. just kind of pans in on her. She's just sitting there. Yeah. Then it kind of moves to a scene where Arnie's visiting Dennis in the hospital. And it's now November 5th. So it's been another month. And Dennis is still in the hospital. Yeah, because Arnie brought him a book of 5,000 Dirty Limericks, you know, yeah. to kind of keep him occupied for a while. Dennis has a neck brace and a cast on his leg. You know, Arnie says, well, I came by a few times, but every time I came by, you've been sleeping. And Dennis says, yeah, he says, probably the painkillers, but he said they're not helping. And Arnie comments that Rockbridge hasn't won a game since Dennis got hurt. So apparently he was the star player yeah, on the says, team. I guess that makes you some kind of hero, right? And Dennis says he's never going to be able to play football again, that the doctor told him an inch over and he'd been paralyzed below the waist. Yeah. And Arnie comments that the shitters did a job on him. Yeah, shitters did a number on him. <laughs> so yeah. he's adopted that word yeah. suddenly. It's almost like a position mm -hmm. kind of thing. Dennis asks uh, Arnie about Lee. He says she, he loves her mind but she lusts after his body something like that yeah yeah he says they like each other and he's just got this smug grin on his face and he and then he kind of comments that she loves lust after his body what can he say these are little flashes here you can still kind of see the old arnie in there kind of joking around With Dennis. Have, yeah and having yeah. fun yeah you can still see a little bit of the old arnie yeah. in there because there's a little bit of like you know, they're kind of playfully bantering around with each other and stuff like that. And this is probably one of the last times you're going to see it. Yeah, and Dennis comments that he saw them at the football game and he asked, how did he ever get Christine to look like that? And Arnie says, plain old hard work. And he comments that he still can't keep her at home because his mother says it makes the yard look cluttered. Dennis says he can't believe they let him register at it. And Arnie said he told his mother he'd drop out of school yeah. if she didn't. So, yeah, he... Uh did a power play on her instead of her doing a power play on him. 
you know, so he's in some ways almost taking over the power right, dynamic in the house. It. it gets very strange yeah. at the end of this scene. And he says they just don't want him to grow up, so they have to face growing old. And he starts to walk out of the room, and he turns back, and he says, Have you ever thought that part of being a parent is trying to kill your kids? Then he walks out, and Dennis is looking at him like he's crazy. Yeah, like, you know, Like, what does that mean? I could say a lot on that, but in a way, like, a lot of parents do not like it when their kids get a car. Yeah. Or when they get into cars, because it's almost like a loss of control. Because they can get in that car and leave. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Uh And it's like that loss of control. And I think in some ways that's what this is. That's a lot of what this is. How old were you when you got your first car? Oh, man. 16, 17? Yeah, I was about the same. Around in that age? I can't remember specifically. Because, you know, once we got our license, we... Valerie and I would ride to work, uh, to school together. Mm -hmm. But then I had a 7 o'clock class and she didn't. Mm -hmm. So... Ended up says, getting two cars, separate cars. Yeah. So that's when I got mine. Yeah, I think it, I mean, not all parents are like that, but there are those very controlling parents mm-hmm. who look at, like, my kid, I can't control him anymore because they got a car and yeah. they, and they, they, go, where they, they, want. they can go what mm-hmm. they want. And there are some parents that do not take wealth at all. And then we kind of cut to at night, and Arnie and Lee are at the drive-in getting out. He's cutting his hand in her shirt, and she's rubbing his crotch. Yeah. Steaming up the windows. Yeah. Then, all of a sudden, she just... Pulls away. Pulls away. She says, I can't. Yeah, I can't. And then she just gets out of the car. Because I thought it was weird, because she's got her hand on his crotch, and then all of a sudden, she's like, no, let's stop. She just gets out of the car and runs to the concession stand. Yeah. And then Arnie doesn't follow her. Yeah, it's pouring rain. rain. Arnie's pissed off. She says she can't. Do it here, not in that car. He gets out of the car and he finally runs up to her and he asks her, what's wrong? And she says, I can't, not in here in that car. And she hates that car. That he cares more about that car than he cares about her. And then he's just like kind of exasperated with her. Like, just come on, come on, just get back in the car. You're going to get a cold out here. Come on, get back in the car. Yeah, and he gets her to come back in the car and he comments that he thought girls were supposed to be jealous of other girls, not cars. She says, that car's a girl. She hits her on her seat. Yeah, hits, hits the dash or the seat or something like that. And then Arnie just says, just stop. And he says, what, you don't like me slapping your girl? And then Arnie's just like, he just can't, nobody likes my car. Yeah, he's just like, uh, you know, he just, I guess he just doesn't understand. So they keep watching the movie, and I don't know what the movie they were watching on. Uh, I'm not sure. It was a drive-in. Yeah. And she, they, I guess they bought hamburgers or something, and she reaches over and gets hers. And pouring rain, so he's got the windshield wipers on. They suddenly jam. Yeah. So he has to get out and go fix that. If you notice this actress, the way she's eating that burger, she's taking little bird pecks off she of it. She's a vegetarian. Yeah, she's a vegetarian. And uh-huh. I think she said that she didn't want to make a big fuss about having like a <laughs> vegetarian burger or something. Or so she's just like, well, I'll just eat the little edges off of it. Because <laughs> I noticed that while I watched I'm like, well, she didn't take much of a bite out of that. But yeah, you, like I said, he gets out. He's messing around with the wiper blades. Then all of a sudden the radio comes on. Yep, that green light just lights up and she's looking at it like, what the heck? And then she starts like choking. 
starts choking and the whole car lights up bright. Yeah, bright green kind of color. No, it's light. It's is white it, light. Is it white light? Yeah, it's okay. a white light. I thought it was, oh, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, and he's looking in the window and he can see her choke, or you know, that she's choking. You can't tell whether she's choking on her hamburger or she just choking. Something's choking her. I almost feel like in some ways, I don't know if she was choking. It could be a little bit of both or either it or Christina's like sucking all the air out of the car. I don't know. It could be a little bit of both though. Arnie's trying to get in the car, and the car door locks, so he yeah. can't get in. And she finally gets her, you know, she's trying to get out of her side. She finally gets the door unlocked. Yeah. But she's still choking, and she's still sitting in the car. And this man, this random man, just runs up. Pulls her out of the car. Pulls the car out, and he starts giving her the Heimlich maneuver. Arnie's like, what are you doing? Get your hands off of her. He doesn't have a clue yeah. what's going on. Yeah. The guy basically saves her life because yeah. she spits out whatever, a hamburger or whatever she's eating, and she starts to breathe again. See, Arnie is dropping Lee off at home, and she just, like, storms up to yeah. the door. I think she's just... He follows her, and he stops her from going in, and he tells her, she tells him, get rid of that car, that she's not going in that car again. And he tells her not to blame her choking on Christine. And she tells him that, you know, when she started choking, the radio came on. The whole car lit up. That yeah. something's going on with that car. You know, and you didn't help. And he said, well, the door was locked. I couldn't get in. Yeah, she's like, you didn't even want that man to help me. And, and he just kind of shrugged it off like he couldn't help her and he didn't understand. That he was doing the homeless yeah. maneuver. He yeah. said, I could have done that. He thought he was attacking her. You can just kind of tell that she is pretty much about done with this she makes a comment you know at him and then she kind of drops her purse everything falls out of it she stoops down to pick it up and he you think he's gonna try to help her pick up her stuff but he grabs her by the back of her neck mm -hmm. and he says maybe you're just sexually frustrated okay yeah i thought i had that written down i couldn't find it yeah, <laughs> yeah there it is shoves him backwards shoves him backwards and the lights come on from because her parents uh, yeah. are and he says he's sorry, and he asks, can I call you tomorrow? And she, she says, said, I don't know. She said, I don't know. I think she's just like, yeah. I think she, she likes him, but he... The car is, and his obsession with that car is just a little bit too much Because for it's been a couple months. You know, That's it's true. Not, it's not like just it's been a couple weeks. It's been months. Yeah, yeah. And I think she said when they were at the drive-in that they used to spend more time together, and now it's like... Christine gets all his time. Yeah, yeah. It's like steadily that cars become more and more mm -hmm. intrusive in things. She goes inside. Arnie just walks back out, gets in Christine, and the car won't start. And he starts talking to the car, and he just says, you know, come on, come on, start. Yeah, you know, Baby, you, it's all right, please. Every, everything's the same. Yeah. And then she cranks up. Yeah. Like, he soothed her jealousy. Yeah, he soothed her jealousy. I was yeah. like, oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He takes, he's driving Christine, and he goes back to Darnell's garage. You know, the door opens up, and he goes in. And then we see Buddy Repperton's boys. They're kind of sneaking around They're in, the, hiding. In, in the junkyard. When he goes in, they come in behind him. Arnie kind of just goes out. I guess he goes he didn't out. See him. He didn't see them. And they're all inside. Yeah, they brought, like, hammers and stuff to bust Christine up. They all surround the car, and they all get on there, and they just destroy this car. Yeah, Buddy breaks the windshield, and then they all start just beating the hell out of her. Basically, 
you can almost look at this scene as like a gang rape. Yes. Because one yeah. of the guys, what's he do? He gets inside of her yep. and penetrates the, the seat with a knife. Yeah. You know, like I said, this mm-hmm. is basically yep. like a beating and a gang rape of Christine yep. is really what this is. The radio suddenly comes on and yeah. she's playing that. You keep knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah, and then they bust a, that out, mm-hmm. too. You know, he takes a hammer and busts that out. So, basically, they destroy this car. That, it's like like you were saying the rape thing. He's taking her voice from her. Yeah, yeah. Like putting his hand over her mouth. Yeah, that's it. Then we cut to next day, and Arnie's outside of Darnell's with Lee. Yeah. And he asks, you know, if he, if she'll come in with him. He says he's just got to get his wallet out of the car. You know, they walk there and they're kind of holding hands. Maybe they're kind of trying to patch things up a little bit from the previous yeah. day. They're talking about college and he's talking about like maybe they can go to the same college and, you know, they'd be able to help each other. And they're holding hands and as he turns the corner, he sees that Christine's all beat up. And because he's holding her hand and he's just like, and you could see uh, maybe he's starting to squeeze her hand too yeah, hard. Yeah, because she's like, Arnie. He walks up to her and... Yeah, this car is just trashed. All that work and everything that he did, that car mm-hmm. is just, yeah, it's almost like it is is totaled. It's worse than when he got it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's At least worse. had some structure before. Yeah. And Lee asked him, who did this? And he's just like in a daze. He's like visibly shaken by this. And she comes up like she's going to touch him on the shoulder. And he spins around on her and he tells her to get away from there, you shitter. And he tells her not to touch Christine. I remember that wasn't planned. Oh, really? He just did it? Yeah, because the scene was supposed to be like that, and he was like, you know, kind of get a genuine reaction out of her. So when he spun around and did that. startled her. I think he was supposed to say that line, but he wasn't supposed to shout it. Something like that. Or something along those lines. But point being, that reaction on her face was a genuine reaction. Yeah, because, I mean, what else would he do? He's losing it. Yeah, he's losing it. So, I mean, it made sense. It's like somebody raped his girl. And that's basically what it was. (laughs) And then you just find her laying there. And then we cut to, I guess, in the evening, and we're at Arnie's home, and his he's sitting at the kitchen table with his mom and dad. They just sit there and act like they're so sorry about his car and everything. Arnie's just sitting there. He's just pissed off and kind of defiant. He says, you know, none of this would have happened if you would let me park my car here. Parents are like, you know, his mom's like, well, that's not fair. And Arnie's like, yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. It's fair what I said. I agree with Arnie. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Dad kind of speaks up and says, we've decided to buy you a well, new car. Well, he talks about, like, you know, uh, can we talk about this rationally? Oh, and he said one of them shit on her dashboard. On the, on the dashboard. He says, how rational is that? This isn't rational. You know, and that's when you go into what you're saying. And the yeah. mom and dad's like, you know, well, they offer to buy him a new car or yeah. help him buy a new car. Arnie just laughs and says, isn't that what everybody wants? Yeah. He's and like, he says, well, fuck you. I'm fixing Christine up again. He just gets up and walks out of the kitchen. His dad follows him and grabs hold of him. And he tells him, you've been so disrespectful. And go back in there and apologize to your mother. And Arnie tells him his dad to take his hands off him. Yeah, he Like he says, mitts. Yeah, get your mitts off of me, motherfucker. Yeah. And they... <laughs> yeah. And they start shoving each other. Arnie grabs him by the throat. Yeah, I mean, his dad pushes him up against the side of the wall. And mm-hmm. then Arnie just comes up, and I think his dad's going to grab him again. Arnie just basically grabs him by the throat. And he's, you yeah. almost think he's going to break his man's neck. And Arnie laughs and just kind of smacks him in the face and says he's going upstairs. This Arnie is not the no, old Arnie. No, this Arnie, this is yeah. you know, wimpy, nerdy Arnie. And this Arnie has a lot of anger. It makes me wonder... 
I mean, I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie again the other day. Do you think this is a possession, all the way a possession, or do you think this is just a car bringing out who Arnie really is? Due to all of this being packed on to him over the years, and this is finally the car's giving him a chance to lash out and be who he really is. I mean, I've thought about that. I mean, it does, because you can kind of see anger in Arnie, like when he was being bullied. And you can see that kind of thing. Maybe, I mean, I ain't saying this is completely it, but I think the car helped open that floodgate up. It was already there, but the car just kind of helped push it out. Yeah, now, I mean, all the anger uh, yeah, it's always kind of been not been able to show. I mean, I think it's partially kind of a possession, but I think this uh, it helped yeah. and it's kind of bringing more of a real Arnie out. I, I mean, think uh, he's just kind of raging. Everybody really kind of bullies him. Yeah, his parents bully yeah. him. All the people at school bully him. I think the only one that doesn't bully him is Dennis. Yeah, and now. Arnie's ironically becoming a bully. That's right. So, He's becoming what he didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of wonder about that because it just seems like to me, it's almost like a lot of these things that were pushing up against him, he's pushing back now. He's pushing harder than they were in some ways. Something coming up soon where he says something about love. Yeah, yeah. And he opens up a little bit more of that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. subject. But yeah, Arnie, after, you know, this, he, you know, he just tells his dad, you know, he's going to go to bed and he walks up the stairs and you can tell his dad is just, just like rattled. rattled by yeah. this and just stunned. This is this. not his normal son's That's behavior. Like, this, is, yeah, this isn't his boy. And then we cut to a scene a little while later and Arnie's at the garage. He's just looking at Christine and her damage and he's just like, Arnie just kind of looks at the car and he's like talking. He says, you know, they can't hurt us anymore if you and I work together. And he says, hell, we'll show those shitters what we can do. And he starts to walk away. Yeah, he's like getting something off of a table. And yeah, then he seriously... You hear metal scraping. Yeah, metal clanking and scraping around. And then he walks over there and he, where he hears it and he looks and the engine block is like fixed. He's like, okay. And then he walks out there in the middle of the garage. In front of her. In front of her. And he says, show me. Yeah. Then, and her headlights come on yeah. bright. Yeah. And it starts playing that Christine music. That, uh, this sexy saxophone music. Yes. It's like she's dancing for him. Well, and he's just standing there watching her. Yeah. And like I said, I watched this movie when I was a kid. I did not see this at all in the movie well, but, remember when we were watching i said that sounds like yeah like she's dancing for him yeah that's yeah. Like i said though but when it's like well, i seen this when i was like 11 12 years old oh, or yeah. something like that i totally <laughs> no. didn't get this but uh-uh. now as i got older in high school i was like oh okay I see what they're yeah doing it's here. like he's sitting there watching porn or he's at a strip club or yeah. something and i think from what i remember hearing the actor Keith Gordon and John Carpenter, they kind of talked about this film, the scene. They said, this is what this scene is. This is yeah. like your girlfriend doing a strip tease for you or yeah, something Yeah, because there's like all that. these little scenes that Christine does that, like a female. Yeah, yeah. I always thought, I mean, and I just like how this scene is shot too because it's in the background behind mm. him and then mm. the lights come on and then the scene just kind of yeah. pulls over toward him, toward the car. Then you see the car just reforming. Because you notice she never seems to get into a relationship with anything but men. Yeah. It's like she seduces them and draws them into her. Well, it's like I said, I mean, is it that the car, was the yeah. car 
born bad or was there a possession of the car before i mean they never explained it never explained because she's on the freaking assembly assembly line so why was she different from other that's what always makes me wonder this almost plays into the john carpenter thing of like the original halloween Mm -hmm. you're never explained why michael myers is how he is it's just that's what it is and it's almost similar with christine why is it how it is why was all the other cars normal, but she's not? Yeah, you don't know. And yeah. she's red. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is tan. And, yeah, and you never know. You never know. They never say it in the movie. No. In the book, it's a little more explained. But in the in the uh, movie, it's not. Because I thought what it was going to be before we watched it is she was going to be like, somebody died in her and she became like, their spirit were, was in her. Yeah. But that's not no. how they played this. No. But like I said, I mean, after you see Christine reforms and everything, and basically he's like uh, brand new. And then we cut to sometime, maybe later that night, I'm assuming, or sometime later. And we see one of uh, Buddy Repperton's gang, Moochie being dropped off. Mm-hmm. I guess outside, you know, maybe he's uh, getting a ride somewhere. He's heading out home or somewhere. He steps out, he walks around, and he's hearing uh, old 50s music playing in the distance. He kind of looks up under this, like, garage-looking area. It's like an underpass kind of garage yeah. area. and there's Christine sitting there. And he knows they busted that car up. Yeah, but it's sitting there brand new. But she's playing that music she was playing when he busted her radio. Is that same music? I think it was. Okay, I couldn't remember. That's why he recognizes who she is. She's like, look how you hurt me. Yeah, yeah. And she's playing the same music. Moochie's just like looking. He says, Cunningham, is that you? About that time, the lights come on the car and it starts coming after Moochie and he's running, trying to get away. He jumps over a, a guardrail. The The whole inside of the car is dark and you can't see if, yeah. if Arnie's even in there driving. You don't know if she's doing this I don't, on her I don't, own. I don't, I don't think he's in it. I don't think he was either. Because the thing about it is, the good thing about it, Darnell sends him out to get parts. So he's got to go out of town. So that's when Christine can do this work. And if it's like, well, you know, this was your car, yeah. you know, you had to be in it. And he's like, well, I got proof I was out of town. And, yeah. You know, so who yeah. was doing it? You know, so I don't think Arnie was in the car. So did him and Christine have a little conversation as I want to go after my rapist and kill them? Yeah. I think that's what it kind of was, mm-hmm. you know. They angered her. Yeah. They hurt her. Yeah. You know, Moochie's trying to get away from this car. and He's, like, running down the road. He's just trying to find a place to get away. And Christine just keeps coming up behind him everywhere. Yeah, he thinks he lost her at one point, And then he turns and she's coming up yeah, the road. Yeah, you see the headlights coming like, down the road. And then he tries to get into this place. He climbs over the fence and gets in. She busts through it. Yeah, and I think this is, like, a storage area. And he's running down these uh, different pathways. And Christine's, like, right behind him. Yeah, she's kind of coming down in, like, a... It's almost too small for her. Yeah. And she's and, banging into the sides of the buildings. And then he finally gets in the area. It's almost like, it looks like a small kind of loading dock area of some or That's something what like I that. thought this area was like car, big rigs back their trailers yeah, up to the Yeah, I mean, it doors. could be like a storage kind of a yeah. big rig area. I mean, I know it's like a storage like building. Like a freight place. And then he gets in this area. It looks like a loading area. And Christine is too wide to get in. But and, he's got his back to the wall. He can't go anywhere. Yeah. He's like, dummy, why'd you run in there? Yeah. And, well, I mean, I to me. I think he thinks she can't get yeah, to me here. Yeah, can't get to him. And yeah. he, because like, I think he actually pulls a knife out. And mm-hmm. he just tells, get out of the car, get out of the car yeah. or something like that. 
And he's standing there, and then about that time, Christine just, you know, spins the, the tires and everything and mm-hmm. sort of burning the tires out and just crushes itself to yep. get in there. And Moochie realizes what's happening. He's like, oh, shit, basically. The car just kind of pushes up on him, and you assume crushes him. With that right there, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we will uh, conclude the second half of on Christine. visited the earth in many forms. Now it returns as the car. There was no driver in the car. possessed. I know why he didn't go into the cemetery. The ground was hallowed. We are back, and it is November 23rd. We're in the hospital room, and Dennis is still in the hospital. And Arnie's there, and we see some beer cans, and Arnie cracks open a beer and pours some in a mug for uh, Dennis, which is strange. They're high school, and they're drinking a beer. Yeah, he's he's visiting him for Thanksgiving. I guess Arnie snuck him some beers into the hospital. I guess so, and then he asked... Arnie at, or Dennis asks, where, where have you been? And, and then Arnie just ignores his question and said, did you hear what happened to Moochie? Yeah, he says it almost makes you feel sorry for the bastard. The little bastard. <laughs> the little bastard. Dennis asks Arnie, how's Christine coming along? And Arnie says he spent a shitload of money on her and she's perfecto. Yeah, perfecto now. And Dennis kind of laughs and says, I heard she was totaled. You know, Arnie's just like, wiped you cleaned up the broken glass and everything. It wasn't wasn't as bad as it looked. He's kind of playing down her damage. Dennis says, well, you know who I bet it was that probably did that. He says, probably Buddy Repperton. And Dennis is, you know, and Arnie's like, well, maybe. And then uh, Dennis just like, well, he just kind of looks at Arnie and says, well, what if he does it again? Yeah, what if you fix Christine and then they come back and do it again? And Arnie's like, he won't do it again. You know, he seems... Sure of yeah. himself. Yeah. And he kind of leaves. And he's like, well, I got to go. He said, I can't really stick around here. 
Dennis is like, well, you're just always in demand now, aren't you? And Arnie's like, well, you know it. So he's totally changed now. He's mm-hmm. he's totally not really even the old Arnie that you knew. That and Dennis has kind of went a different way because he got hurt. Been in the hospital for months. And Dennis just looks over and says, hey, man, stay loose. Arnie's like, you know it. And he says, happy Thanksgiving. And yeah. he just leaves. He leaves. And then we cut to uh, Arnie is, I guess, at school. He's leaving school, about to get in the car. And then we see a man get out of a car and walk up to Arnie. This man, his name is Jenkins. And we come to find out he is a police officer. For the state police. Yeah. And he's asking Arnie about his car. He, he said he heard Christine was totaled. And Arnie says it wasn't near as bad as it looked. And Arnie's like, well, who did you hear this from? He says, well, he said from everyone. Yeah, your mom and dad, your girl. Yeah. Cute and, girlfriend, by the way. Yeah, he said, yeah. And, you know, Arnie's just like, well, he said, no. I mean, he says I was lucky with parts. I was able to find things. He says I was able to fill the hole punches that was put in the car. He said he even put up and he was able to find a new door. You know, he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how he was able to get, you know, the paint don't quite match, but he says it is. And the cop just looks at all this. He yes. says, I can't tell anything. anything. Yeah. He said, looks totally fine. And he goes around. <laughs> he's standing in front of Christine and he's looking at her headlights and looking at the grill of the car. I think Arnie had gotten in the car and he starts revving the car. Like, get out of the way. And then the cop just keeps, uh, Junkins keeps just standing there. And, and finally, Arnie gets out. And he just wants well, what do you want? The cop says, you know, I like this shade of red. He says, they don't really make it anymore, do they? And Arnie's like, they must because I bought it. Yeah, and he tells him, yeah. You know, he said, well, I got it at the well, some place, of Baker's Auto. Uh, it's on uh, Route 5 out yeah, there. Yeah, and he says, do you have your receipt? And Arnie's like, nope. Tossed it. And Junkins just starts, this is really where he starts questioning Arnie. He says, you know, we never got photos of the damage. He says, most people, when this kind of thing happens, they take photos. And and he says his uh, girlfriend, Lee, told them what happened. And he says she was so shaken up by it, she broke down crying talking about it. Even like he said, one of them even defecated on the dashboard or whatever. And wouldn't that make... Arnie really mad that that happened. And Arnie's like, shit wipes off. Yeah. And he says, you would think you would have reported it. You know, and that's like you said. He said, well, shit wipes off. And then the cop even kind of presses further. He says, well, Moochie uh, Welch got kind of wiped off too, didn't he? Well, he says he was cut in half and you actually had to pick up the bottom half of him with a shovel and arnie's like well isn't that what you do with shit pick it up with a shovel yeah yeah <laughs> so showing what he thinks uh, uh, of him already the t- detective says don't get smart with me yeah. and that your girlfriend is a lot more convincing than you are and arnie just laughs and says she's not my girlfriend and yeah. since when is it the law against the law to fix your car that somebody busted up and it's the detective says it's never and Arnie tells him to get off his back. That's what he tells everybody. Yeah. Get yeah. off my back. Yeah. The detective kind of leaves. Just shrugs off, says, mm-hmm. okay. And he walks off. But you kind of know <clears> this <throat> probably ain't going to be the last time you'll see this yeah, guy. Yeah, he was trying to throw some bait out to Arnie. And, and Arnie kind of took it at times and yeah. kind of didn't. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Can't think. really figure him out. I was thinking the same thing. You can kind of tell I think he got everything out of Arnie he needed at mm-hmm. the time. Because he's like, you know, there's something going on with this kid that he mm-hmm. can't. In this car. In this car, but he can't quite figure it out yet. 
And then we cut to later on, and Arnie's, I guess he's at Darnell's garage, and he's in the office, and he calls Lee. And they're talking on the phone, he says he needs to see her, and she says she cares about him. He says he loves her, and don't they deserve another chance? And he asked her, doesn't she agree? I mean, he says it loud. He says, don't you agree? Yeah. Like, really loud, and she does, I guess, doesn't answer him. And she seems to be pretty much about done with yeah. Arnie. You can kind of see this in her, yeah. you know, her reactions to it. She tells him to stop, and he asked her, why doesn't she just be straight with him? You know, she's had it, right? And then he says, well, then fuck you, you bitch. And yes. He slams the phone down. These types of guys are always fun. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, they're like, you know, you're the prize until you don't give them what they want and then they then you're a bitch yeah and then you know lee's kind of sitting in bed you can tell that she's just doing everything from just busting out crying Crying. and he picks up the phone like it's gonna still be on the line and it doesn't like he just keeps trying and he just slams the phone down i mean like i said i just think she's just pretty much you know she just can't handle it she's done i think she did like him but i think she just doesn't want to invest any more time well yeah well, because she knows as long as Christine's around, yeah. it's not going to change. Yeah, it's not going to change. It's like him seeing another woman. Yeah, well, that's it. In a way, yeah. That's <laughs> a exactly. woman that he likes much better than her. Well, that's it. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not wasting my time either. Well, no. I mean, I don't think he, most women would not. No. And then we cut to uh, December 16th. And we see uh, Buddy Rapperton and one of his cronies, I guess, they're inside of a convenience store. They're grabbing some stuff and get ready to leave. And they get into, and uh, I guess this is Buddy's vehicle. They're going to get or see the other friend. I can't remember either right offhand. I think they were I going to it. get him. Van, Vandenberg, I think, yeah. is what it's called. His name is. And they pull out, and they are just going down the road. And as they're driving down the road, they're listening to uh, Rolling Stones. I think it's Beast of Burden is playing. As they're driving there's lights that come up and uh headlights that pop up and really bright rightly behind following very closely behind him. well they start moving closer and buddy is like looking he's getting like what is up with this car uh, getting annoyed because his car's lights are so bright and yeah. it's like very close to him yeah buddy just looks over at the guys with he says watch this and then he just slams on the brakes on the car and then chris you see it's christine now and christine just stops Apparently good brakes on Christine, too, because, yep. you know. He starts backing up to try to hit her, and she backs up with him. Then we basically, what we have, it's almost like Christine is toying with him, in a way. That's, just, that's what this kind of is, just kind of playing a game with him. And then about that time, Buddy just takes off, and then Christine follows. Buddy just drives, and he's uh, he heads toward, a, I guess what you say, a garage. Well, it's that garage of his friend yeah, that they were going to Yeah, friend's garage. And then about that time, Buddy, you know, they get out of the car. The one guy at the garage, I think, is Vandenberg. It's like, what, what is it? He says it's, it's Cunningham. And then you see Christine pull up into the garage, I mean, full speed, and just slams right into the side of Buddy's car. And then starts backing up. You remember how they said they poked holes in the side of her, Christine? You notice that when the grill's hung, it's almost like, Christine had something come out and poke holes in the side of his car ah, and just drag in the car. Okay. That's what I thought that was. Yeah. That makes sense. And Buddy's just like looking like, shit, what the hell did you do to my car? I know. Basically. Then Christine just drives right into the garage 
And well, she pushes that car into it yeah, again. Yeah, and slams into another one and gas. I think he he kills Christine. Kills one. The guy's hits him. The one that the you said, yeah, yeah, the guy from Ghostbusters. He gets hit. And then she hits another car, and then the gas tank starts to leak. Yep, and then she, then that buddy's car catches on fire, and the whole garage blows up. Yeah, the whole garage just goes up in flames. This is like a maximum overdrive blow up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one of the guy Vandenberg in there, he's in there, he's dead. <clears throat> and the whole garage just blows up, and Buddy's just standing out there like, holy shit, what's happened? Yeah, and he just takes off running when he sees her come out. Christine just backs out Christine on fire. backs out, yeah, in, in flames, basically. And she's coming after him, and he's just running. And I'm like, he runs straight up the middle, just up the road. Like, yeah. I would have tried to head down somewhere where she couldn't get. On the yellow line, so yeah. you can actually see him. This is dumb. There, now, there's a scene that's dumber that's coming up that I don't understand. But I can, in a way... I mean, to me, I guess if you're just so scared and so shell-shocked, you're not even thinking about what you're doing. So or maybe you think you would run into a car and he could flag them? Or... Uh, maybe. I don't really know. I mean, to me, it just makes me wonder if he was just so scared and so shocked by what he's seeing, he wasn't even thinking about dodging. He was just trying to get away. I think this is one of the coolest scenes in the movie where she's following him on fire. This is like probably the most iconic scene. Because you know there's no anybody in that car because it's on fire. Yeah. She's driving on her own. Yeah, and Christine is just like, it's almost like I said, toying with him. And then finally, the car just speeds up and then just keeps going down the road. And you see Buddy's like burning body just yeah, rolling around. Ran him over. He ran him over and killed him. <laughs> like I said, I mean, that's like a cool scene. I so that's all that group. Yeah. Yeah, taking them all out. And then we cut to Darnell's garage at night. And Darnell's like in there in his office and he hears the doors coming up. He sees, he sees Christine coming in. She's like burnt and smoking. Yeah, it's like smoldering. Christine just pulls in and sits. Darnell is like looking at this and he's like, okay, what is going on here? Because he thinks Arnie's in there. Yeah, but then he gets on the phone and makes a call. I guess he's calling and he asked the guy, he says, uh, wherever he sent Arnie off to. And he says... Did uh, Cunningham get up there to get those parts and everything? He's like, he finds out, yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, he, he got here, you know, and everything. And I think it says something about like he just left or something. And Darnell's like, okay, okay, no problem. So who and the fuck's in this car? Who the fuck's in this car? So mm-hmm. Darnell grabs his gun and loads it up. And he walks out there in front of Christine. And he just says, you know, basically he says, I don't know whoever you are. You better come out. Because he said, if I have to come in and get you, I'm going to get you. <laughs> basically yep. and then he walks up to christine and like a dumb shit he grabs the damn you know to open up the door the door handle and of course it's gonna be hot because the yep. car is smoking you can see it and he grabs a rag a rag to open the, the door up now here's the stupid part why the hell would you get in this fucking I, car I said, I said you see there's nobody in there why did he need to get in it this is the one part this is the dumbest part of the movie to me because i yeah. would not get in this fucking car no i know because it's you didn't hear anybody get out of the car there's nobody in it if i opened up a car door and the car was on fire and there's nobody in the fucking car i'm walking right back over there to my phone and calling the cops saying I'm hey we, out of we, there. we got a fucking problem over here <laughs> but no he gets in the driver's seat and the radio comes on 
yeah. green, and then the seat starts coming forward. The seat starts coming forward, and it starts crushing them. Against the steering wheel. Yeah, and the thing about it is, though, I mean, like I said, I think this scene must have had to have been shot really quick, because if you're really look and you can see the steering wheel's kind of rubber, and it starts to bend. Oh, really? But it got, yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is the only scene in the movie that I'm not really a big fan of, because I thought, this is kind of dumb of him getting in that fucking car like that. I mean, I feel like, there ain't no way I'm getting in the car. <laughs> I think this was supposed to be, this scene was originally supposed to be Arnie's dad's death. In in the book, I think it is, he gets in the car. Now, I don't know if it specifically says he was crushed like that in the car. Arnie's dad is killed in the car. Yeah, because I was always wondering why she didn't try to kill his parents, because then she could be closer to Arnie. Well, in the book, if I remember correctly, at the end of it, Arnie's not in the car when he's going after Lee. Okay. Uh, Arnie is actually fought it and won against it. Oh. Arnie kind of is a hero kind of at the oh, end. Oh, wow. But there was a point in there. It was like a very gross scene because, you know, there was a point where Christine almost belches out Arnie's dad's body. Oh, out of the car. Yeah, it's a very gross scene when you read it in the book. I, mean, <laughs> I guess maybe they just didn't have enough time in this one. To... Well, they really had to streamline this yeah. book to make it into a movie. But yeah, yeah. there's a the book's very different than this movie in a lot of ways. So I, I guess it made sense for her to go back to Darnell's and Darnell was there. Yeah. And because she saw him, he saw her. Yeah. He killed. She killed him. Yeah. That's. I mean. That's it. But it's just like I said. That was just the one scene that always bothered me. Of like, why the hell did you? She's like, he saw me sneaking in from. Yeah. What being I, out. Yeah. Being <laughs> out. So I have to take him out. Yeah. I mean, that's what I gather too. We cut to the next day. Arnie is pulling up at the at Darnell's garage, and we see cars there, like police. You know, police I think there's a police car and everything. And Arnie's walking down the way to go to where Christine is, and Junkins is walking up to him. Junkins' first thing is like, where were you last night? He tells him, I was getting parts for Darnell. Well, he says, I was at home. And the detective's like, did you go anywhere last night? And he says, yeah, he had to go get some parts for Darnell. Yeah, and he says, I have the receipt if you want to see it. And he gives it to the detective. And Junkins is like, yeah, I want to see it. And then, he, you know, Duncan's looks at it, and I guess he sees everything looks on the mm-hmm. up and up. And he says, well, why didn't you unload it last night? And he says, well, I was tired. I wanted to go home and get some sleep. And that detective tells Arnie that Darnell is dead in his car with a shotgun next to him. Mm-hmm. I guess the seat went back. The detective just looks at Arnie and says, you know, if you don't believe me I'm home, you can ask my mom. Uh, you know, basically his mom's his alibi because he said, yeah, I came mm-hmm. home last night. Arnie runs over. To where Christine is, and she's totally not burnt. Yeah, she has she, healed herself again. Yeah, she's totally perfect. Don't look mm-hmm. like not even a burn mark on her at all. Yeah. Just Arnie's just looking at. Uh, he just looks and he just he, he has like he, I don't know if he's playing this or he's uh, shocked. Or really. he's genuinely shocked that Darnell's dead because as all, maybe he was just sitting there thinking that Christine was just going to go after the gang members and not actually kill Darnell. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what he was cuz he he just asked why. Junk is like, "Well, you don't know." He said, "Here's the thing, your car was seen behind Buddy Repperton last night." And he's dead. And he's too. dead too. And he says, "So is Don Vandenberg and Richard Richard somebody Charlie." Tr- he said both of them are dead too. And then he kind of makes a comment that 
looks like they won't be able to do anything to his car anymore. Yeah, so nobody's He's around to trash your car anymore. So this, poking the, at him. this detective is kind of... He yeah, thinks he, he did it somehow. He just can't figure out how. Yeah, he, he smells rat here, yeah. but he just can't figure out <laughs> a how. A burnt rat. Yeah, a burnt rat. <laughs> and he can't figure out what it is. And then Arnie's just like, well, I, I got a Cadillac full of parts there. I got to get out. And Jenkins like, no, no, no. We'll take care of that. I think yeah. he wants to check this car out because I said, mm-hmm. I know he's... It's like you were saying, he's got some suspicions, but he can't, can't put all figure the, it all out. He can't put the pieces together yet. Arnie just sits there and just says, oh, I don't know what's going on, which yeah. I think is a crock of shit. You know, <laughs> he knows. He knows completely. And then we cut to uh, Lee is calling Dennis on the phone. Before we move on, wouldn't he have had to let her out of that garage? Maybe so. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because there's like a mechanical control that he has in his car to open it well she opened the car door up itself she opened up the thing herself when yeah. she was coming back in because darnell didn't do it oh that's true yeah that's true wow so maybe she did it herself let hmm. herself out let herself back in <laughs> because as i said that seems to me what this whole thing was arnie would always be conveniently out of town so that would give him an alibi so yeah. christine could go Just out do what she wanted do what she had to do get her revenge and so, like I said, uh, Lee is calling Dennis at home and wants to see him. Because apparently, finally, now Dennis is at home after his uh, lengthy hospital stay. Yeah. You know, watch, I guess, you know, judging by the injury he had, he was yeah. going, probably in hospital for a while. So yeah. that's not too terribly surprised. And then, you know, when he's talking to Lee on the phone, he kind of wishes her Happy New Year. So apparently we're maybe at New Year's Eve. We're about halfway through the school year, I guess, by this point. And she says, can she come over and talk to him? And he says, about Arnie? Yeah. And she says, no, about Christine. Uh, she yeah, she has some uh, grievances, I guess, apparently. And then we cut to, I guess, Lee's at Dennis's house. She just kind of comes right out and says it. She says she's afraid for Arnie. She asked him, what do you know about that car? And he tells her the history of Christine, that the original's owner's daughter choked to death in that car. You know, she choked too, so that's like, really? Yeah, there you go. And she comments that she could be next. Yeah, she says, I, she thinks I was supposed to be next. And he says, Arnie would never do anything like that. I mean, he just says, Arnie would never hurt you. And Lee just is pretty much flat out. She says, I don't think he's Arnie anymore. And she says, thinks it's the car. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I kind of feel like it's partially the car possessing him, but mm-hmm. I think it's partially... Arnie's real side is kind of coming out yeah. the way, too. She or, gives him the confidence. Yeah, the confidence. Or it's either all this pent-up anger that Arnie's had yeah. is kind of coming mm-hmm. out now from it, too. And she supports that. In yeah, him. and she's bringing that out yeah. of him even more. So, I mean, but like I said, you could look at it either way. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way because yeah. the movie leaves it vague enough for you to give your own interpretation of it. Then Dennis says, well, I'm going over to Arnie's for New Year's Eve. It's kind of a tradition kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he says his parents will be there and everything. She says, don't go. Yeah, she's worried, you know, uh, that he'll be alone with Arnie. And, you know, she seems like she's genuinely frightened of him. And he says, well, maybe if he can get Arnie alone, maybe he can kind of talk to him and get through to him. Yeah, he's still holding out hope that maybe Mm -hmm. Arnie's there for him somewhere. And she asked him, what if you can't? What What if the car won't let you? That's it. What if the girlfriend gets in the way? And Dennis says, then we'll have to destroy it. I mean, and that's pretty much it. 
Then uh, you see Lee is leaving the house and she's getting, walking down the road. And then we see Christine coming down the road. And she runs off to kind of hide in the bushes there across the road from uh, Dennis's house. You know, I guess uh, Arnie didn't see her. So she's hiding. And I'm assuming Dennis can't drive now because his legs hurt. Or at least not right now. Yeah. Anyway. So Arnie's coming to get him. Dennis goes out to the car and he says, oh, so we're going in the old rust bucket tonight. You, know, you think he did that on purpose? To, to try to ag him yeah, on? Yeah, just to see, see, what see what he does. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. I think that's what he was doing. And Arnie's immediately like, don't talk to my car like that. Yes. She's sensitive. She's really sensitive. Yeah. And then, you know, Dennis like apologizes. I'm sorry. You know. Good man. Yeah, good man. And, or good boy or yeah. whatever he calls him. And then Dennis gets in and they leave. Arnie is driving down like the main stretch of the highway and he tells Dennis, you know, get yourself a beer. He says, my car is your car. You know, drink up. Yeah, he's driving 90 miles per hour. Yeah, he is hauling ass down this road. And he said, let's toast to the death of all the shitters in 1979. Yeah. Dennis is like, I can't drink to that. And Arnie's like, well, what will you drink to? And he says, their friendship. They'll stay friends. Arnie says, that's good. And they kind of bump cans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to friendship. And then Arnie's like, okay, uh, you know, drinks. He's like, okay, check this out. And then he just lets go of the steering wheel. Yeah, and it's starting to freak Dennis out. Dennis is starting to get really freaked. It's like Arnie's getting, his expression on his face just getting more evil. And Arnie's just like, I said, don't worry, the alignment's great in this car. Don't worry about it. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. Dennis, like I said, Dennis is getting really upset. And you can see that he's scared. Not only for himself, but he's scared for Arnie now. Yeah, and Arnie's like, don't be scared. And Dennis says, he's scared for Arnie and what's happened to him since he got that car. And he tells him, he says, I understand that you're jealous. You know, basically he says, but he says, we'll always be friends as long as you stick with me. And he says, if anything, he just looks over at Dennis. He says, you know what happens to shitters who don't. Dennis just looks at him like he's kind of just dumbfounded by this and everything. He says, what does that mean? Let's not kid each other. Dennis asked him, who are the shitters? And Arnie says, all of them. So he doesn't like anybody. Well, that just makes you wonder, okay, Christine, they got rid of the ones that messed with Christine. Do you think if people would have left them alone, him and Christine, everything would have been fine? Or do you think no. they would have eventually found some other people to kill? that's the way, the thing with jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy, you start imagining things yeah, and getting what, out of hand. That's why I was going to say the exact same thing. I said, I don't think that would have Whether he's jealous over something with yeah. her, how somebody's talking to her, or she's jealous of anybody else in his life. I, what, I don't think they would have ever. I think it would have been Arnie's parents eventually. Yep. I think it would have been Dennis. I think it would have been Lee. Yep. I think it would have Everybody. been anybody around. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have mattered. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. I was just curious what your thoughts are. And I think that's probably what happened to the original owner. Like his wife died. His daughter died. Mm-hmm. Here he is just with Christine. And, and it's almost like he knows he can't get away from her. Yeah. So he dies in her. Yeah, that's it. Then Dennis tells Arnie, you know, that, you know, Lee's on your side. You know, she loves you. Mm-hmm. And Arnie just kind of laughs at this and just tells Arnie, you know, Dennis, get another beer. Dennis just, I mean, he just, you can almost just see any grasp that he thinks he has on Arnie, he's losing. I mean, any little bit of a grasp that he had, he's losing. Because you can just see that this is tearing mm-hmm. his ass up watching this. And this is that scene we were talking about earlier where he says, 
Let me tell you something about love, that it has a voracious appetite, that it eats everything, family, friendship. It kills me that if you feed it right, it can be a beautiful thing. And he says, what her and I have. Him and Christine have. Well, but if someone believes in you that there's nothing you can't do, you believe right back in that someone, watch the world, because nobody can stop it. Dennis says he didn't know he felt that way about Lee. And Arnie starts laughing and says, he's not talking about Lee. He's talking about Christine. Shitter ever came between me and Christine. That's exactly what that old man said about his brother. He's basically repeating the same thing. Starts driving over 100 miles per hour and he's zooming in the other lanes and never hit. He's nearly hitting other cars. Yeah, nearly hit on collision with another car. And I don't know. He's just, you can just tell that Arnie is gone. Yeah, and he no. says there's nothing better than driving your own car other than maybe pussy. Yeah. Like that old man like that said old at man the beginning. Said, like that old man. Because it almost made me wonder. Now, in the book, LeBay was the one that possessed a car. Mm. And he was possessing Arnie because Arnie started wearing a back brace. Oh, like the old okay. man and everything else. It almost made me wonder if maybe... You know, they were trying to throw that in there, too, is a little bit of maybe it's the yeah. old man that was possessing the car partially, hmm. but you never really know. But like it was a, never his car, right? No, it never was. I mean, that's why I thought that was a very, it was left vague on purpose, I think, in this movie, because they never went into the LeBay thing. Did she not want to have anything to do with the brother? She's just like, my lover died? He said six weeks before, so yeah. did did that guy just not ever drive her? Or, or it makes me wonder if maybe the brother possessed the other brother oh, and was okay. trying to sell the car to bring it back to life or something. Maybe, maybe that's so. what they were going for. Like I said, it's left very Just vague. Just get it in somebody else's hand. Yes. Huh, I mean, okay. it's hard to say. I mean, that, that could have been the case. But in the book, like I said, it goes into detail a little bit more. Like I said, Arnie starts wearing a back brace. He starts, you know, mm-hmm. talking more like mm-hmm. LeBay did. Like I said, this scene right here, you see... Dennis realizes Arnie's lost. That's you know they're gonna have to do something. This isn't his friend anymore. You know I think he's just this is the point where he sees that. And then we cut to I guess the next day at school and you see Dennis carving with a screwdriver into uh, Christine the hood of Christine and it says Darnell's tonight into the hood. I kept waiting for her to her radio to come on or something, but she didn't. No. Well, she I think out. she wants to do it. Well, I think that's what I looked at, too, yeah. because I said it was what we were talking about. These two are in the way of me being with my man, you know, mm-hmm. and I got to take, take care of them. And then we cut to Darnell's garage at night, and Dennis sneaks in through the window, and Lee's like outside on lookout out there, and he opens the door from the inside and lets Lee in. And they're kind of looking around in the garage and, you know, Dennis kind of comments that the place has basically been cleaned out. You know, mm-hmm. I guess since, you know, Darnell's dead, they, I guess they're kind of closing up shop on the place. But Dennis goes outside and he comes back in and he go, or he goes outside and he cranks against a bulldozer. He kind of hot wires a bulldozer and mm-hmm. brings it in, inside. Then Lee gets in there with uh, Dennis and they said, well, really all we can do now is we just got to wait for Christine to come through that door. And he tells uh, Lee, he says, go to the office. And he says, once you see Christine come through that door, you close the door and then she'll be in here with us. And she can't get out. Yeah, right. Which I don't think. Christine does what Christine wants. Yeah, that's what I was looking at too. (laughs) 
And Lee's like, well, what if she doesn't come? Dennis is like, oh, she'll be here. And then about that time, we see a like, headlights pulling up at the door. Think, and you think, oh, well, she's already here. And then about that time, you realize, no, it's just a car pulling up, yeah, just to back up around. and turning around to yeah. go out. And they're just like, oh, you know, they're because you can tell they're kind of frightened themselves mm-hmm. because they know it's going to come, but they're not really looking forward to this confrontation, I guess you could say. Yeah, he tells her again to go to the office. She's kind of nervous to even walk to the office because she feels like Christine's going to come out of nowhere. Well, I can't blame her. I would Because be that's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, she gets out. And she goes uh, walking toward the office, and then all of a sudden we hit, see headlights come on, and then Christine just drives right out of this kind of pile of scrap that's sitting here. Lee just takes off running, and she jumps up and grabs like a sign and pulls herself up as Christine hits the side of the office. Dennis has uh, got the bulldozer started up, and he pulls up toward Lee and basically blocks her in away from Christine. And Christine's like slamming up against the sides of this uh, bulldozer. Trying to get Lee. Trying to get Lee. Focused on the girl. And you realize that Arnie's in the car this time. Well, as he's backing away mm-hmm. that second time, you hear him yelling shitters. Shitters. <laughs> so you know it's he's in the car for sure this time. This time. Yeah, they're in it together. The funny thing is, is if you look at Christine, the, the, the car's shaking. And you look at the front of her grill, it looks like teeth. Because the car's shaking and the whole front of the grill looks mm-hmm. like shark teeth or something. Yeah, Christine, it's almost like the car just pulls up and backs into the darkness a little bit. And Lee gets out from around where the bulldozer is and they're looking. And you can see Arnie's in the car. And it's almost like he's feeding off of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're feeding off of each other. And they're looking. The lights are out. The headlights are out. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden... The headlights were broken, but it's all completely. Well, you hear together. the metal popping. She's healing herself as they went yeah. back and yeah. backed up in the and, garage. And then you see the headlights come back on, yep. and you see She's Lee and Dennis, again. and you're like, oh, and they realize, like, oh my god! And she totally. goes for Lee again. She goes for Lee's in the office, and she goes through that office door, Christine. Yeah. And you see, she hits something when she gets in that office, and it throws Arnie out of the car. He, the windshield. Yeah, he hits something in the car and it throws him out. Uh, yeah, he just goes flying out the windshield. I guess Christine didn't realize that was going to happen. No, I don't think that was a realization on her at all. Lee gets up and walks over toward the car and Arnie jumps up and grabs her, like holding her. She screams and he just kind of falls off of her and he lays down. Mm-hmm. And you see a big shard of glass sticking out of him, sticking out of his uh, chest. Yeah. And he pulls the shard out. He's just like looking at Christine. He rubs his fingers down the grill over her V, vagina. <laughs> and it's almost like his final love thing. And then he dies. Christine just, the lights go out on the car. It's like the car just shuts down. It's like her heart's broken. It's almost like. Her heart's broken, moment of silence, like whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he's dead. And Lee just runs up to Dennis, who's still in, in a bulldozer, and and Lee tells him Arnie's dead. The lights start to come back on on Christine, and then you hear that song, Pledging My Love by Johnny Ace again, starts to play. And yeah. you, you, I was like, oh, shit. Christine's like, you bitch, I'm going to kill you. Then the car just backs up really fast and damn near hits Lee. 
uh, Dennis takes the bulldozer and just crashes it right into the side of Christine up against a barrier that's in there. And Christine is just uh, moving away as the bulldozer's kind of coming down on it, starting to try to, you know, slowly trying to crush the car. Well, she kind of drives off the um, bucket thing. And Lee's like standing there. It's almost like Christine is just dead set after Lee. She's like, this is all your fault, you and, bitch. Yeah, and the car's after her, and the bulldozer is just trying to... The bulldozer is slowly trying to crush the car from the back. Well, he's pushing her. Pushing her. There you go. He's I lost my He's pushing her along with yeah. the bucket, and she's kind of going towards Lee. Lee's, like, standing at the end of the garage, and, and Christine's kind of slowly moving along, and then suddenly... He picks up the bucket of the yeah. bulldozer and he starts crushing her. Yeah, and then the, from the top, it's like Christine. It just stops her, right as uh, the car's almost on Lee. And then Lee gets into the bulldozer with Dennis. Doesn't this where the bulldozer kind of almost shuts down briefly because they like lose power or something? No, that was earlier. That was earlier. They pause long enough that she starts to. Reform yeah, again. she's starting to reform then. Yeah, like she's like, nothing's going to stop me. This is basically Christine's reforming, and then he just takes the bulldozer and just starts to drive over Christine, just like crushing her. In some ways, you can almost call this another rape of the or car. Or murder. Or a murder, a rape or murder of the car, or both. Mm-hmm, because it's almost just like going over the side and just like ramming yeah, and going. Yeah, he keeps going on. back and forth. And yeah. finally, her radio goes off and her headlights bust out and yeah, go off. Yeah, the whole car is just yeah. decimated, basically. It's almost like literally crushing the car into almost like a pancake. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the tires blow out, everything. Just, I mean, the car is just, I mean, I think they're making sure mm-hmm. that this thing is demolished. And then, of course, we cut to a scene. Of a big cube dropping to the ground outside. This is daytime. This is Christina. That's when they've taken her to a, like a, a junkyard and they used their crusher and crushed her. Well, I mean, that Down. makes me almost wonder if it's Darnell's. I guess place. it could be. It could have been the same yeah. place. We're not really sure. She's totally like a square squished up. Yeah, it's basically like, yeah, the car's just like a cube of metal now. The detectives there talking to Dennis and Lee. Lee Dennis says he wished he could have saved Arnie. And the detective says, well, some things aren't meant to be. Yeah, he says you two are heroes. Yeah. You know? And then Dennis says, well, you know, real heroes could have saved Arnie. We didn't really do so hot on this one. <laughs> you no. Know, needless to say. Then they hear music playing. Well, is that the Jenkins says, well, some people can't be helped. Yeah. Or some, sure. some things can't yeah. be helped and some people can't too. Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's that's how it works sometimes. And that, mm-hmm. then this is the scene where you start hearing old rock and roll music again. And they're like, oh no. And then, of course, we come to see it's a guy with a boombox walking through the um, junkyard playing the old music. Why would you be wa- playing that on a boombox? I don't know. I didn't even think they had boomboxes. This is supposed to be 1979. I didn't That's know people around boomboxes at that time. But it shows what I know. And Lee's like, I hate rock and roll. Yeah, I would too after listening to, to it like that. <laughs> and then we move closer on the cube on Christine. Then we sit there and then we see one of the pieces of metal start to move. Yep, so she's still there. Yeah, give it time. She'll mm-hmm. reform. It yep. might take her a little longer than before, but she will. She just has to reform and, and then get near somebody to seduce them. Because I'm trying to think, 
in the end of the book, Christine, she didn't get all of Buddy's people at the end. Oh, uh, really? And then at the end of the book, I think it was the last one, Dennis hears about the last of Buddy's gang being killed in a drive-in. Car comes crashing through the drive-in and kills him and takes off. Oh, okay. Dennis thinks, okay, well, Christine must be back and Christine's going to come for me now. Oh, wow. Something like that. And that's, I think that's how the book ends. Something like that, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. But yeah, like I said, you see Christine starting to reform at the end, and then we close out on the same song that we opened with, Bad to the Bone. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that is uh, the movie theme. Yep. So uh, I guess if anything, like I said, I'm going to let you jump in here if you got any trivia mm-hmm. you want to read out. I'm just going to read some from sure the IMDb. Um, it says, Stephen King's popularity was very high at the time that the film went into production before the book was even published. Portions of the film, particularly... Arnie's neighborhood were shot in the same South Pasadena neighborhood that director John Carpenter used in Halloween 1978. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even realize that. Screenwriter Bill Phillips thought it was a joke when he was asked to adapt a book about a killer car. Halfway through reading Stephen King's novel, Phillips realized it was really good and signed on. I mean, to me, if you look at a movie about a killer car, you're first like, okay, what's this? But if done right, it can be good. Stephen King chose a 58 Plymouth Fury for Christine because it was a forgotten car. I didn't want a car that already had a legend attached to it, like the 50s Thunderbird. I, I guess that makes sense. I don't know anything about cars, so I don't have any, you know, stake in That's the game. That's all I'm going to do. Okay, is that all you got? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... I got the movie was filmed around April 1983 and was released December 9th, 1983. So that was kind of a quick turnaround on this movie. I didn't really realize that at the time. Uh, The budget for the film was roughly around $10 million. It made around $20-something million all total. I think Carpenter said it wasn't a big hit, but it was enough of a hit because... This is the film, this was his consolation prize after the thing bombed. Because mm-hmm. if you remember when we did Firestarter, originally Firestarter was supposed to be the movie he did after the thing. But I think he was booted off of Firestarter because the thing was a bomb. Yeah. So he needed a job really quick because he said, I got to prove to people that I can actually make a movie right. that's going to make some money. <laughs> and Christine kind of fell into his lap. So he took this as basically a job. You know, to ha- have a job to prove something. So this was, like I said, this was his fallback. Of course, you know, thankfully the movie did turn out, it did it did well enough for him. Originally, I think from a little bit of information I was digging around, some of the producers early on wanted Brooke Shields to play Lee. Oh, wow. And Scott Bayo as Arnie. Oh, geez. Been interesting. That was, yeah, that was early <laughs> on. The stunt in the car, where the car was on fire, was it was a stunt man named Terry Leonard who did all the stunt driving for the car. He even did that. And what he had to do, he had to be in the car with a fire suit on to drive the car with it on fire. Because, of course, uh-huh. you know, you're not going to have some the car just going down the road by itself on fire. Yeah. And they said they had a problem keeping the car running because engines use oxygen. Fire sucks oxygen away, mm-hmm. so they said they had a lot of trouble keeping that car running while yeah. it was on fire. Yeah. I think they said they had to do this car running in certain shots because they couldn't keep on it for long <laughs> periods of time or the car would just stall out and yeah. die. 
there was that whole thing Alexandra Paul, who played Lee, had a twin sister. I think they even talk about this on the Blu-ray, where they decide to play a joke on John Carpenter <laughs> and have her fully made up to look like her. And it was like they was shooting some scenes for the end of it and had her sister replace her. And they said John Carpenter just walked around and he kept looking at her <laughs> like, what's wrong with her today? She doesn't seem like herself. There's something mm-hmm. off about her. And there's even a picture of John just looking at her <laughs> in like a scene they're getting ready to shoot. And he's like, has this confused look on her face? Like, what's wrong? And then they finally said that she, Alexander stepped out and mm-hmm. seen it because he didn't know she had a twin. That's they, the most popular question yeah, that people yeah, ask twins. Yeah, yeah. Have y'all ever switched places? Yeah, yeah. No, me and Val could never do that because we're totally different. Well, that was the thing that was going on there because John Carter even was said, he said, yeah, so y'all are just playing tricks on the old man that day because he said <laughs> it was almost like an invasion of the body snatchers thing because he's like, looks like her and it's her, but it's different. <laughs> I mean, to me, I just thought that was funny. I mean, it's just like, you know, even on sets mm. like that, they can have a little bit of fun. I think at one time, I think it's kind of not happening now. There's going to be a remake of this movie. This was in fairly recent times, maybe within the past couple of years. The guy who did uh, Hannibal, he was going to do a remake of Christine for uh, Blumhouse. I'm kind of glad it didn't get made now. Not because I think Brian Fuller is a bad, you know, person to do the job. I think he could have did a great job, but it was going to be done by Blumhouse. Blumhouse did that awful Firestarter remake. When I heard that it wasn't getting ha- happening now, I'm like, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> because now if Brian Fuller, if they was taking it to like a bigger studio that had money, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay. But if, yeah. they, if it's anything like that Firestarter remake, no, don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't do it. Christine, if you're going to do it again, I would prefer you do it closer to the book and maybe do it like a mini series or something. Mm-hmm. You could do it like as a mini series, you know, Netflix or somewhere like that. But a movie for Blumhouse, if it's anything like that Firestar remake, like Hard Pass, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see that. And then finally, I was actually, I think there's still pictures of me with the Christine car at a Comic Con. Yeah, we paid for this little package where yeah. you could lay under her and. Yeah, I laid down in front of the car like the car ran me over. <laughs> And everything else, you know, and that car, it was a beautiful car. Yes. I think it was one of the ones that they restored from the movie and the guy yeah. just takes it around to Comic-Cons. And I'll try to find that picture and post it. And I think you have it. I think so. I'd have to look and this see. Is, that was that monster con we went to. Yeah, I believe that was where it was. I can't remember specifically, but I just remember that was a beautiful mm-hmm. car. I mean, you could tell, like I said, it was one of the ones that was used in the film and the guy found it and he was able to restore it and he takes it around to you know various cons and stuff mm-hmm. and you have your picture taken with it it's a that's a it's an amazing looking car i mean i thought uh they did a great job restoring it but like i said i mean that's really all of the um behind the scenes stuff i have on it if you don't own the movie on the blu-ray i'd say pick it up because there's a great commentary on there with john carpenter and keith gordon on the commentary where they're talking about the making of the film it's very interesting to hear, you know, the behind the scenes and what they did on the making of it. And it'll give you a lot of detail on this movie. But like I said, uh, that pretty much wraps up my uh, trivia on this movie and everything. And I guess what we're going to do here, we'll jump into your final thoughts and we'll hear what you think of this one overall. I enjoyed this movie. I think it's really, it's not, in my opinion, like really horror, horror. I mean, it's got its moments. I'm glad you brought that up. I was it's lighter. It's on the lighter side to me. 
I think the creepy thing in this movie is just how Christine is. Like a very jealous girlfriend. Yes. If you've ever been in a toxic relationship. I think we all have at some point. (laughs) You know how like, you know, you just play off of each other's insecurities. And Mm -hmm. I felt like Christine was jealous of anybody near him. And he just was obsessed and protective of her. Like he would be a girlfriend. Oh, of course. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting to, you know, some Stephen King, like it was hard to big dig deep into Maximum Overdrive or anything like that. But this one, I felt like there was a little bit of something there to dig into, like the symbolic stuff with Christine. Yeah. Things that would happen to her or her responses, you know, her jealousy. Yeah. Christine, if, she isn't a woman, you know, if it's a woman scorned. Yeah, she's a woman up through and through. Yeah, yeah. And you wondered sometimes, was she, was she only mad that they hurt her? Or did she feed into his feelings about them? That they had bullied him and he hated them? And well, I imagine he talked to her and, and told them, her about them. Well, it's funny you brought that up because when I watched this with some friends of mine, the ones I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. that's why one of them, I remember saying something similar to what you just yeah. did. It's almost like they fed each other. Each other, yeah, like the typical toxic kind of yeah. situation where you're not good for each other. And as soon as you meet, everything goes bad for you. Yeah. Because everything gets... Very complicated. and I had a lot of interesting talks about this movie when I watched it with a group of friends. They'd never mm-hmm. seen it. You know, I remember one of the girls there, her jaw dropped when I brought up that when we was talking about where Christine was, you know, destroyed by them people. I yeah. brought up as like a rape. And then her yeah. jaw dropped. She's like, oh, my God. That yeah, was what like it a was. Gang rape. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. wasn't it? And I was like, yeah. You know? And she went and Miss 45'd them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I enjoyed, you know, the kind of relationship there where like I kept waiting for her to talk or something even though she did talk in a lot of ways with her headlights with her radio Mm -hmm. whether it was like get the fuck away from him or stay away from me stop nosing in our relationship and it was almost like you could totally understand what she was trying to say they were really good with kind of using the car parts like the radio and the headlights and the even like you said, the teeth, the, her her grill looked like teeth. Yeah, right there at the like, end of it. I'm yeah. gonna bite your head off. Uh, yeah, like, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. But I thought you bringing it up about that. I I don't think I ever thought about that the first time I watched it. Well, I, I, mean, I did the music where she reforms and it's like she's dancing for him. Is that like that old saxophone jazzy? Oh music? yeah, where she was reforming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, when I was younger, I did not no. see that at all. Well, I didn't. First I was an I adult. <laughs> Yeah, but like I said, when, as I got older in high school and I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, a lot of that stuff started to kind of... It's like even when I was talking about the first movie where the guy had his hand down in there in the hood while yeah. at the start of the movie, and then she slammed her hand down. I was like, don't you put your hands it's up under my skirt. That's right. Yeah, you know, so as like I said, that kind of stuff I seen as I yep. got older, I'm like, ah, okay, I see yeah. what you're doing. She's like, I'm not a cheap whore. Yeah. I like having a relationship. Yeah, there you go. That's it. <laughs> but I, I would, I think it would have been a little bit more interesting if they would have, like, give you a little bit more at the beginning of why she went that way. Maybe that's more mystery. Well, I like, I can see what you're saying there. But for me, I like the vagueness of it. Because, I mean, Uh all those cars coming up there, why was she that way? 
Some things are just born bad. Or was she a woman and they were males? I just, I think what they were, what Carpenter was going for, he says sometimes things are just born bad. Oh, so she was one, she was just that. It's almost like it falls into what Michael Myers was in Halloween. You don't know why he's bad. He just is. He just is. Uh, why is that car? It just is. Why? I don't know. It's like I said, now in a movie, I've said this before about other movies, now you would get like a 10 minute explanation like, <laughs> Back in the day, you know, this happened and then this happened. Of which pissed on the grill of the car or some shit. You would get some kind of lame excuse. But, you know, I kind of like this because it gets your mind rolling. And you're like, what caused this? Like, are these two feeding off each other? Yeah. Or was, or did Arnie actually bring the car back to life when he noticed it? Maybe there was something in Arnie that did it. Yeah. You know, you don't know. I mean, and that's what I like. It just lets you, it gets your mind going. Because you don't know, because it was almost just like by seeing her. Yeah. He was automatically, like seeing a, a really hot woman. Across the room. Want to be near her automatically. And maybe his thoughts on her and him going up and just gushing on her brought yeah. her back to life. Here's a someone that loves me already. He wants to be near me. He wants me. Because you didn't see Christine Foreman right away. It was the tender love and care that he was putting yeah. into her. It's like her. she trusted him finally. Yeah. And then, you know? then after that, you know, okay, you want to see who I really am. Here's what I am. Are you ready? And mm-hmm. then to show me. Because she could have easily reformed before anybody even saw that. It, but she chose to show him that. Or maybe he, she wanted to see... How would you prove that you love me right. by putting me together and putting your right. work into me and showing? Right. And then, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that's what it was. No, too. I'm talking about the second time after they yeah. beat him up, beat yeah. her up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking she, about. Yeah. She stayed like beat up to let him see that and get angry over it. Yeah. Well, I think that was the point where he's. Well, you got to remember what he said. You know, it's just you and me now. That's the way she wants it. Yeah, and maybe yeah. we'll we'll show we'll show those shitters or whatever, you know. <laughs> and basically, and then that's when she started reforming. Like, okay, this we're officially together. This is like going steady <laughs> now, and that's what it was. Yeah, and it's I would it would have been interesting. Like I guess you said in the book, like Arnie was more like a hero in the end. Arnie dies with his mom. Oh, he dies with his mom. Arnie isn't even in town. I think you find out he's kind of broken away from Christine. Arnie and his mom are going to, what was it? Are going to look at a college for Arnie? Because, you know, they're kind of reconciled and everything. And they're fine. And they die in a car accident. Okay. Uh They both die in a car accident. Another car. Oh, my God. You cheater. Yeah. Because at the end of it, it's just Christine there oh, uh, and LeBay's ghost. Because LeBay's ghost is in the backseat of the car anytime Marty's in there. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't remember everything about the book. I remember specifics about it. I read the book again probably about a year or two ago. I think it would have been an interesting thing. Something to make Snap Arnie out of it in the end. And what would she have done? Would she have killed Arnie? Would she have went after him? That I don't know. Have I a mean, showdown. To me, I mean, Arnie kind of died in the book kind of more. I don't know if I would say hero exactly, but he kind of was a hero in that he broke away from it. In the movie, he kind of died like just a sad boyfriend. That's, hmm. that's the way he just died in the movie. I wondered if that original owner really killed himself or did she kill him? Well, in the book, 
the way Christine got his power, I think in a way, is how it got power. That's why Christine killed the daughter and the wife. It okay. drew the power from them. Oh. He sacrificed his wife and daughter for them. Oh, okay. So I think it'd be interesting if somebody turned on Christine. Yeah. What would she have done? Nothing like a woman scorn. Yeah. Well, she would have killed well, everybody. I mean, you've seen what happened when they, those guys busted her up. You know, so you've seen the woman scorn thing right there. <laughs> yep. But this one just kind of completes our Stephen King month. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good... This is my first podcast that I used my AI bot to do my notes. Terminators I hate notes taking. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I sit there and I fight it and fight it and fight it. I don't want to do it. So I'm yeah. like, I'm going to let an AI bot do it for me. I just have to teach my bot how to talk. How I talk. It can't figure my country accent out yet. Well, it will eventually, I'm sure. Because it kept calling Arnie, Ernie. Well, Arnie's not a name you <laughs> and hear. And Leo. Of... Oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> but it said on the thing that it'll it'll start learning your ha- talking habits. Yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting to use mm-hmm. for Christine's My First AI Bot Notes podcast. Anything to have to not take them fucking things myself. It helps me to do it because it helps me to analyze things a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually analyze, particularly after I've watched a movie a number of times, I really kind of start analyzing stuff I'm seeing in it more. And when I'm taking notes on it, it helps me analyze it even more than I normally did because there was stuff I was picking up in it this time when I was doing my notes that I didn't even really think about mm-hmm. before. I'm going to bring it up in mind. But, uh, I didn't else? catch that end part of him touching her. You said stroking, the V? Yeah. yeah because, I didn't even notice Because that. you see he's stroking the grill and there's the V on the front of it. Uh, stroking the V. Oh, geez. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. I noticed <laughs> that a number of years ago. And like I said, I remember bringing that up when I was watching it with them. And they were like, I remember one girl was like, oh, that's just dirty or something like that. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just it's like I said. I mean... When you're watching a movie, I know particularly when I'm doing notes, it really helps me to mm-hmm. kind of really focus and I'm really digging in because I'm looking at a scene and I'm looking at everything going on in it. But like I said, there's some stuff I was thinking about in this movie that I never really, it never really dawned on me till I was watching it this time, but I'll point that out in mind. But do you have anything else you got to say no, about this? No, I mean, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it was an enjoyable watch again. I watched it twice for the podcast. And it was a good pick. Oh, yeah. Very good. Well, it was your pick, technically, because this is your your Stephen King month. So, uh, I guess, if anything, what we're going to go with here, out of 1 to 10, uh, Plymouth, uh, what, Furies? Yeah. (laughs) 1 being worst, 10 being the best. What are you going to give this movie? An 8. An 8. Oh, well, a solid number right there, Mm -hmm. considering. Because you said you had only... You hadn't seen this till you watched it with me that one time. Yeah, I think I've only seen that three times. Maybe three times yeah. all total. Yeah. But I'd watch it again. It's yeah. enjoyable. Oh, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah it's I really like good. It. Well, I'm going to go into mine here. And to start out with, I've always felt that this was an underrated movie. I remember John Carpenter wasn't even a big fan of it there for a long time because uh-huh. he just kind of felt like I was just coming in doing a job. He said he didn't really feel like he put himself into the movie as much as he could have. Even though I think over recent years, he's kind of come to warm to it a little bit more. He was like, yeah, I think he was still a little bit better about being fired off Firestarter and everything. Because he was really yeah. keen on doing that movie. Yeah. And it didn't happen. 
I don't know, because I just think his signature is all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wide, the Panavision widescreen, the, the shot compositions in this movie are great. I mean, I love how just the shots of like we were talking about of the car on fire going down the road and mm-hmm. things like that. Even just some of the scenes of like in the school where you just see the full frame of everybody in the frame and talking and stuff like that. And the score of this movie is probably one of John Carpenter's best scores to me. It's a very underrated score as well. And nobody really talks about it. You know, of course, everybody talks about the Halloween score, yeah. Escape from New York score. Yeah, I love the Christine of, Yeah, the Christine score is very good. I mean, I have it on CD in there, and I'll, I've listened mm-hmm. to it many times. I mean, yeah. I just think it's, it's great. <laughs> The acting is really good in this movie. I'm kind of glad that they went with more unknown people than people like, you know, I was talking about like Brooke Shields and Scott Bayo because they were kind of a little bit more known people at the time. And I think that would have really, since these were people for the most part in this movie, you didn't really know that well, you could kind of relate to them more. I mean, I always liked how Keith Gordon played Arnie in that you know, you could see his kind of, he was a nebbish kind of nerdy guy, but he kind of had a little bit of anger issues in him too. And as the movie went on, of course, you see his hair slicking back. He was mm-hmm. wearing darker clothes. His mm-hmm. clothes started getting darker as the movie went on. You know, I really liked those little touches that playing. And he, like in that scene in the car, we was talking about with him and Dennis, you know, that last scene they had together. I just loved how that scene was acted because you could see Dennis was just trying to grasp at Arnie, trying to pull him out, trying to pull the real Arnie out. And he's just seized it. No, it ain't happening. And you could see he's just getting really upset and really, he almost starts crying because he sees his friend just drifting away from him. One thing I forgot to say during my review is that I think it would have been interesting to see Arnie die in front of Dennis instead of Lee. It would have been more personal yeah, I think. Well, I can I can see that. I can understand that. I think, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, I could see that. But I guess one way I was looking at it is almost like to me, I think Dennis already felt like Arnie was dead. Maybe in a way. I mean, I could see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That is a valid point. But I think Dennis tried to get through to Arnie in the car, and it was almost like he was upset because he just watched his friend die. In the car. Yeah, and I guess they were going at that Christine was pushing him to kill Lee. Yeah. Because she wanted her out of the picture. Yeah, and probably Dennis in a way. That he was angry for because she broke up with him. I don't know. Um, and I guess speaking of the relationship with Dennis and Arnie, I guess I did kind of see it a little bit at the time, but it really just kind of amazed me how many love triangles were going on in this movie. Dennis, Arnie, Christine. Arnie, Christine, Lee. Arnie, Christine, the parents, particularly the mom, because the mom was very overbearing. I think she loved her son, but she was a little overbearing. So there was a lot of love triangles going on in this movie. (laughs) Can't forget Dennis, Roseanne, and Lee, even though Lee didn't have... Well, Roseanne was just, I think... Dennis didn't even notice no, her. No, he didn't. So it was almost hard to even say that one because Dennis, I mean, mm-hmm. Roseanne was just like, just nothing to yeah. him. You know, she was just like there. I mean, so Dennis was nice to her whenever he talked to her, but yeah. he wasn't really interested. He wasn't in interested in her. her. 
And I don't know, it just kind of fascinated me when I was really looking at the movie this time. I guess, I mean, I kind of twigged it before, but it never did really dawn on me. I was like, yeah, this movie's got a lot of love triangles in it. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't even really think about the parent. And, you know, even in a way, I didn't even really look at Dennis and Arnie. But then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, there's, <clears throat> it is a love triangle because yeah. you can tell Dennis really loves Arnie. Because yeah. it's like his and friend. Christine and has his friend. And you can almost kind of look at that as another love triangle mm-hmm. in a way. I don't know. It's just like I said, I just liked all of those aspects of it. And like I said, it never really clicked with me there for a little bit. Or I never really analyzed it that much till I was really looking at it. Because it was almost like you could see Dennis in the car. He's losing his friend. His mm-hmm. friend is pretty much dead yep. right there in front of him. He knows yep. there's nothing he can do. His friend is so far gone. I don't know. It's just like I said, I think this is probably one of Carpenter's more underrated movies. This, as I said, I'm not opposed to them doing a remake of this movie because I think the book is different enough where you could do a version closer to the book. The book I've kind of grown to like more over the years because when I originally first read the book, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought it kind of meandered around a little bit too much at the start. Now, I did like the idea. In the movie, Christine is on fire when she goes to kill Buddy. In the book, it's in the snow. Christine's like driving through the snow. It's like they were describing in the book how Christine's red is just like in the snow, the mm-hmm. white snow, and just going after yeah. Buddy. And you know, either and, way is cool. Like I said, both ways work. Yeah, I that's think, probably one of my favorite scenes and the favorite movies when she's on fire after him. Yes, I think for this movie, how they took the book and kind of just streamlined it down, they cut out the LeBay stuff all the way around where LeBay's spirit was like possessing the car and mm-hmm. doing all this kind of stuff and possessing mm-hmm. Arnie. I mean, it seemed like they just streamlined that out and they just kind of put the car, like I said, Carpenter's like, it was just born bad. That helped it streamline down so you could just like put anything you want in your head into it and yeah. it works fine for yeah. this movie. Because I think it's sometimes I've always said in some movies, what one person sees in it, another one might not. But that other person isn't wrong because everybody's mm-hmm. mind works in a different way. And I think that's one of the things that works about this one for me. It's like I said, it's one of his movies that's not talked about much, but I think it should be talked about more. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's, it's a really good movie. I don't know. I mean, to me, I guess I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap mine up here, too. I don't know. I sit here and get to thinking, where am I going to go with this? An eight or a nine? I, I'm bouncing around like you are. I guess I have a one to ten Plymouth Furies. I guess I might end up falling where you are. I'm going to say maybe a high eight on this one. Yeah. A very high eight. I enjoy watching. I've watched this movie many times over the years, and I always enjoy it every time I watch it. I can find very little fault in this movie outside of the death of uh, Darnell, which we already went into that, of course. You know, I just like, why the fuck would you get in this car when it's burning like that? When it's all, you know, I wouldn't do that. The only thing really about this movie that I can find, like, eh, that doesn't quite track. A movie about a haunted car, that's the part that bothers me. But, okay, everybody's got that thing. But outside of that, I mean, I just think this is, I wasn't sure if you had any other ones in mind that you were going to pick for this Stephen King one. But, like I said, if you hadn't picked this one, I probably would have eventually. Yeah, I got some stuff next year. Oh, you you got some other Stephen Kings you have in mind? Yeah, and before, I have a question. Have you ever had a relationship with any of your cars, vehicles that you've had in life? Well, no, I think I said that. I'm not a car guy. So you've never had one vehicle that you ever was really attached to? 
the only car I would say I had any kind of attachment to was I had this Pontiac Firebird. And the only reason I had a connection to this car is because I put a lot of money into it to get it fixed. I you oh, know, had yeah. the engine rebuilt and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I was attached to it exactly. I sold it pretty quick. Oh, okay. Because once my daughter was born, you know, I knew this car was a little bit too much to be having a baby in because this right. car could fly. And I need to get something that was a little safer for her. No, now what killed me is I didn't mind selling it. But then I heard sometime later the guy that bought the car totaled it. So I was just like, you dummy. You know, I was like, I didn't mind selling it. I just was hoping that the guy that bought it to a good home. Yeah, it's like, you know, you you have to get rid of a pet, but you hope they go to a good home and they're taken care of. But then I heard this idiot totaled the car. That upset me more than anything because, I mean, I didn't mind selling it. I just hated to hear that it was totaled. I had a total relationship with my cherry red Mitsubishi Eclipse. Really? I love that car. It was my identity. Hmm. For about three years. That's interesting. You don't usually hear of women that oh, get I loved attached to my cars. Car. Yeah. I loved my car. And what happened to it? I traded it in. Oh. And I needed a new car. Okay, so you didn't love it that much. Well, my yeah. ex-boyfriend, he got in a wreck. I got in a wreck. Had turned into a lemon. Ah. Being wrecked twice. Ah, ah, okay, I got you. Yeah, I got, she hit me in the ass on Ponsat Highway. Oh. Then another car came along and totaled the back of her. Oh, so it was so like a three-car three car, three car pilot. They were that. putting in a red light, a new light, and I went through the yellow blinking, and this crazy woman from a side road just came out, and I slammed on brakes, and the lady behind me hit me. Okay. Well, I guess I can see that, because after you've had a car hit like at one time, it's going to Yeah, but my little, my baby was tough. Yeah. She didn't hardly bend. I looked back through the rear view mirror and that one behind me's car was folded up. I thought, oh shit, the back of my car's going to look like hell. Yeah. No, she was good. I mean, as I said, some cars are made better than others, yep. I think is what it ultimately is. Yep. But as I said, I just never had the connection to a car. I mean, to me, cars to me are point A to point B. That's yeah. how I have to. I've and that's the about. only car that I ever have had that kind of relationship with. I've known many people. I mean, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I've never heard that many mm-hmm. women talk about a car like yeah. that, but it's mostly guys. Because I always had to take her, get her washed, and I would hand wash her. Yeah. Like, I loved my yeah. Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I can understand that from people because I've heard, I mean, it's just not something that ever happened to me. Like I said, the Firebird, it devastated me to hear that somebody else totaled it, you know, because I put a lot of money mm-hmm. in that car to fix it. I think I spent... $1,500 alone rebuilding the engine. All top quality parts. That engine was perfect. And I had the body, parts of the body replaced. I had the exhaust system replaced. I had many things replaced on that car. I sunk a lot of money in that car. I hated selling it, but I, that car was too dangerous to have a baby in it. Uh, I remember my brother, he was obsessed with his Hunter Green GTO, and he wrecked it and totaled it. Mm. Have you ever seen a grown man sobbing and crying over his car? Yeah. He was speeding. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, well, my car can go so fast and I'm going fast. And he just went off the side of the road and hit a tree. Oh, shit. He didn't get hurt, thank God, but the car was total. Then yeah. he got a GTO, another GTO, like a blue one with a white stripe. Yeah. I think he sold it. I mean, he kept it in a garage for the longest time. 
He would be so fucking mean to you if you did something to his car. That's like in the movie. Don't talk bad about my car. I remember one time he yelled at me for something. I kicked his car. Yeah. And he yelled at me again. Yeah. Because I kicked his car. Like what was in the movie where Lee smacked Pop Christine on the... Yeah. He was like, stop it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. It's like this movie. I mean, it's about... Look at this movie. It's ultimately about, you know, boys who love their cars. Toxic relationships. Yeah, toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Boys love their cars and rock and roll and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. really what it is. I mean, that's a part, that's an aspect of the movie. (laughs) You know, but like I said, I I mean, at the end of the day, I can't relate to the love of cars like that, but I understand it. Yeah, I've never really cared about any of my other cars. I went from that to a boring Toyota Corolla. Gray, the sitting out in the yard right now. That was my car after it. I'm trying to remember what car I got after it, Firebird. I can't remember. It was something uh, definitely a little bit more... For a baby. Yeah, something. um, It was a smaller car. I remember it was a smaller car, and it was better on gas and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot safer for a a newborn baby to be in the car. I do remember that. I can't remember which car it was now. So you totally weren't connected to your car because you you picked your daughter over that car. Basically. (laughs) I picked my daughter's safety over a Firebird. Yes. You know, because, I mean, the Firebird was cool. It was great to have, but it was unsafe. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to kill myself or my daughter for a car. Right. But uh, that ends car talk on uh, the Christmas. I just wanted to ask you that question. And it fits fits to what we're talking about here. So it's all good. Christine made me think about my cherry red Mitsubishi Eclipse. Oh, I understand. And it totally fits in with uh, what we were talking about. But I guess if anything, I guess if you don't got no more to say on this movie, yeah. we, we can go ahead and start wrapping things up here. We're actually not going to do a list today. Oh, we got the thinking at the last minute. We couldn't really think of a well, top three to do. Yeah, and we, I'm going to have to make a Excel sheet of what we've done before because they're all running together since we've been going for three years now. Yeah. And we're kind of merging some years where we've done them before. Yeah. And I can't remember what we did so i'm gonna make an excel sheet of what the podcast was what year it was and what list we did it's like i said i mean and we was kind of didn't think about it to the last minute too i mean sometimes we think about the list a couple days beforehand so that we can have time to come up with one but this time we were it slipped slipped our minds too because we did a 1983 for dead zone i looked back and i just haven't seen enough other movies to really pick but like I said, I mean, you know, we'll we'll be coming up with the top threes from time to time, but maybe they might be a little bit lesser so now since yeah. we're covering a lot of things. But who knows? I mean, I imagine we'll come up with something. We'll just have to sit down and brainstorm on it a little bit. Yeah, and we, car talk took took this one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> our our car talk segment. I guess what we'll do here is, I guess if you want to get contact with us, uh, contact us at themovieclinic at gmail.com. And that's T-H-A in there, not T-H-E. Uh, go to the website, themovieclinic at themovieclinic.com. You can listen to the episodes there or most places like Podbay, Player FM, wherever uh, you want to listen to them. Uh, Spotify, wherever you want to go. Yeah, and, and please give us some recommendations because we we got three recently and we're going to fit them in probably 
next year. Yeah, we're gonna try to at least we're gonna at least try to get a couple of them in next year. Yeah, if we're at all possible. trying. We're still locking in our list and everything. But if anybody has any other ones, I'd love us to do. We would be glad to hear from you. I mean, we might not get them in right away, but we'll work them in as time goes on. Our last recommendation this year is coming what December. November. We're going to try to shoot for it toward the end of this year. I can't remember yeah. specifically when. We're going to try to shoot for it then. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to get it in there, but we're going to see uh, see how everything shakes out. We're, we're still, I'm still kind of sketchy yeah. on one month, but we'll mm-hmm. figure it out at that time. But I guess with all that out of the way, we'll go and shut it down right here. Mm-hmm. And until next time, I'm David. I'm Sherry. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.